0: Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch.
1: And welcome to the Tech Ranch, everybody. Uh, maybe we should call a tech rant today, Steve. What do you think?
2: I, I'm I'm all in. It's been a week. It has, it has been a week in the studio.
1: It has been a week. Uh, you know, I'm down here uh, in Vegas, and I, I cannot tell you. One of the things I hate about coming to this town is that it's tough to get good internet. And uh, you and I have been trying to figure out a way how we can even connect today to do this because of the terrible internet here. And I know that the- we spent an hour. An hour. I know that the hotels here don't want you to be in their rooms, so they give you the worst internet experience possible. It's just... Well, that makes sense. Well, of course, it does. But, you know, and the places that have good internet are are busy coffee shops. So I had this choice to make of, all right, let's put up with the bad internet I have at the hotel room or go find some place that's crazy noisy but delicious coffee.
2: Okay, so here's... I just had a thought... Because you're sitting there and I'm looking at the video and you're in your hotel yes. room and the window's shining in. Yes. and. Why do hotels in Las Vegas even have windows? It's a
1: good question.
2: Because the casino doesn't. Right. Because they don't want you to know, have any construct of time whatsoever. So if you're up gambling till 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning and then go back to your hotel room, why do you need a window? I, that, Wouldn't you want it dark so you could sleep so you can get well-rested and back out <laughs> on it? Because p- people have, a, e- even with good... Blackout shades. You have a hard time sleeping during the right, day for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, why do they, think of all the money they could save on construction if they didn't put windows in casinos? Do you think, or in in the hotels? i
1: always wondered this. You, I think windows are actually cheaper than standard construction material, isn't it?
2: Uh not when you are just like going along in speed of construction, and it, it takes time to put a window in. See. And windows are expensive. I just uh, we just had an addition on our house, and I. Windows are expensive. Okay, I I don't. Know. They are they're they're spendy.
1: All right. Well, that's that's our first rant right there. Is is the internet challenges we've had today. So you
2: know we should look into that though. I, I I'm really that I'm kind of keying in on that.
1: Okay. On the it, instead thing?
2: of having a window, just have an escape
1: hatch. Well, you got a fire code, right? Fire code. I'm, I'm, I'm 28 floors up. I, I don't. Wanna, yeah, I don't
2: want to. Well, you know. and I was thinking about that too, from a fire code perspective. It's like, well, that's a pointless window because yeah. that's a lot of bed sheets to tie there. in. <laughs> There's
1: not enough in this room. Not enough pillows either. Pillowcases There's, and bed sheets. Probably not even on either. the floor. Yeah. Throw my three little pillows down on the ground and jump on those. That'll be <laughs> great, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's like I, no more windows in Vegas Casino Hotels. And, just just an escape hatch.
1: And you've had challenges this week with your regular radio uh, show.
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, but I, I've got some issues with – so our Internet computer, which serves a lot of functions, and when they put it in, it was – a, it was for a certain thing, but it was before people started surfing the web. So, the, it's very constrained, and it was been frustrating like crazy, and internet, and and just not working. I mean, I mean, I think the computers are from nineteen twenty three, and it just
1: <laughs> I, is there an abacus uh, there that you can just you know do a little yeah, math on?
2: And yeah. I actually. 2013, they were put in, uh, and so originally Windows 7 operating systems what they were set up on because that's what they came wow. with, and and you know you could only upgrade so much. That is true, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, so these computers are so old; they have mechanical hard drives.
1: Well, there are a lot of people still have those, but when you buy a new one nowadays, they're solid state, of course, and run exactly runs so much faster. I remember the first day when I actually changed. Well, and stable. Yeah, was, more sti- uh,
2: more course. stability is, is the big thing.
1: But I love that. I mean, the the first day I went from a a, a regular hard drive to a solid state. I think it sped up my computer like a hundred times. I mean, it used to take like. Eight or ten minutes for it to to start up in the morning when I turned it on. After I after I put that in that machine, same machine, there was no other difference. I did nothing else to integrate it, just that hard drive. It took like twenty seconds. I turned it on and there was my computer. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That's just amazing how much of a speed.
2: Difference uh, why why didn't I do that before? Like, oh, you know, how weird. long did you wait before well, you went there? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm an early integrator, you know, but it did take me a year or two before I upgraded that. They were expensive right away, so. Well,
2: okay, so here's a question for you: Uh, Are you better off upgrading your computer every now and then, or because I'm thinking of it in terms of home remodeling? You should, you know, there's a schedule. You should remodel things in your home um, to maximize the value. In this case, the value is performance and cost. Are you better off to buy a new computer every couple of years, wait until it absolutely craps out, or should you do the updates as you go along? Or the other avenue, and I know a lot of people have done this, is you buy the case and you build your own computer. What's the most cost-effective? I'm I'm guessing the building your own, but not not a lot of people are – really.
1: No, used to do it all the time, you know when computers were two or three thousand dollars you could save some money. How much do you think it would cost to build a car from scratch? Buying parts?
2: Well if your name's Johnny Cash, pretty cheap. But might not be the prettiest car, but one piece at a time I've got that down.
1: My guess is that it would be crazy expensive. I mean if you're paying retail or even wholesale on the parts, right? And you start putting it together. The same is true with computers. I mean the prices just come down so much on computers and they've just Well
2: and what keeps the what what keeps cars down is is the production line of building it and Bulk pricing because they don't buy one alternator; buy they buy tens of thousands right. of alternators.
1: Right. So makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. and it's, huge difference. And it's, it it truly is the cost of production lines and the ability to buy large quantities that drives those prices down. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that if you bought the parts to build a car, you'd spend two to three times. If, if the car costs fifty thousand dollars, you'd probably spend one hundred to one hundred and fifty to build it. You know, one of the
2: and most people don't factor in their labor time
1: either. Thing, is, right? is that's the thing yeah. with people who have classic cars, and I, I listen to these guys all the time. Uh, there's nothing about them dropping ten or twenty thousand dollars into a car that they'll never see back. You know, because but it's just a passion of love for them, and and right. yeah, I mean that's just how it is with with vehicles, but. Yeah, um, I would I would never build a computer unless you're a Not gamer anymore. or whatever, and you have some specific requirements for something. I would never do that. Um, so,
2: so from the upgrade perspective, yeah. then, so here's another another line of questions, I guess. Um, so because you brought up the gamers, and a lot of gamers will upgrade things. So, would the average person be better off buying a basic computer that's upgradable and put some of those upgrades in? themselves or are you better off just to go buy the full boat out of the box
1: i think you're better off buying the full boat out of the because most of the time machines are optimized to the equipment they come with not unlike a car either i mean you know they have specific things that they build into them you know if you're buying a dell over a um yeah Asus Thank you. or Lenovo or <laughs> you're yeah. doing that much better than I am today. Uh, yeah, I mean they, they, they,
2: that's good because you have a window in your background on your hotel room and you were probably up all night. So yeah, you're <laughs> actually a tired. I got
1: some sleep last night, but you know the challenge Thanks. challenge is is that I have to uh, not have the air conditioning on in this room for me to talk to you. <laughs> so it is <laughs> it is really warming up. If you see me sweating, it isn't because you and I are having a great conversation. It's because you're I'm sitting here at 110 degrees.
2: And that's why you and I look way better on radio. Exactly correct.
1: Exactly correct. Uh, But, yeah, I I would buy the machine that you can afford. That's the way I would do it. But, you know, if if they have the ability, if you look at two machines and one seems like this one I could maybe upgrade in the future because it has access panels and that type of thing, you know, that's – that's something I guess I would look at, uh, but nowadays, like the all-in-one uh, machines, and I'm not a big fan of all-in-ones overall, with the exception of convenience. I love the fact that I can have, like, like right now, actually, you know, I'm sitting in my room in Vegas. I have a 32-inch screen that I'm looking at you with, which, by the way, isn't a great thing for me looking at you on this big screen. But it's something I can probably not. I can bring along uh, on on a road trip because I drove down here. Another story, by the way, we'll have to talk about that sometime. And uh, uh, but drove down here this time, and I was able to take this computer along and just just set it up and plug it in. I mean, I love that part of it. See, right?
2: I love all-in-one computers. I know the the expandability, and and there's some constraints when it comes to upgrades. That's the challenge, that right? I mean, y- you just can't do. They're just yeah. it's
1: like working on a laptop basically. They're just really really but
2: difficult to do. My favorite part. Of an all in one, because I've got an all in one at home. I I love it. My favorite part, no cords. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh,
1: no cords. It's just. Your keyboard and mouse are wireless. I mean, everything is wireless, you know.
2: My printer is wireless. I I, I don't have a single cord cluttering any part of my desk. None. Yeah, I, I I love that aspect. I do too.
1: I absolutely love yep, it. I do too. I think it's it's great. But yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I would buy the computer you can you can afford, and just be at that level. Um, you know, as far as future upgrades, if you have a computer now that you really like and it's got like it doesn't have a solid state drive in it yet, you know, that's probably the number one thing you could do to speed it up. And they're relatively inexpensive now. Even at our shop, if you were to come down with your hard drive and uh, just Say, hey, I want to put this on a solid state. We would just put it over to you to that solid state. Probably cost you less than a hundred bucks to get that done, and you'd see a market improvement in speed. You really would see that. I think that's a smart thing to do.
2: So, when you're looking at computers, and I'd like to get into this a little bit further. A lot of people go, because oh, if you go to a box store, you get sold a computer. Right. But how do people know what they need it for? Because m- most people, and I will say most people, surfing the internet a little bit or uh, looking up recipes at home, maybe you know some email. I, I mean, what's your basic computer that you need? I mean, yeah. I can imagine there's a lot of people out there that have way more computer than what they actually need.
1: I think, but I think the other way is true. I think there are so many people, Steve, that have a lot less of the computer than they expected they would get when they purchased it, uh, because they didn't look at the stuff that's on there.
0: Welcome back to the Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson.
1: So yeah, the, I think, one of the things, Steve, is when you buy a computer, uh, a lot of people will shop for price. So they'll have a great deal. And if, let's say you pick up a laptop, it's 300 bucks, right? And you don't look beyond that. You're like, oh my goodness, I can get a laptop for 300 bucks or $199. You know, prime, prime day was, uh, a couple days this last week and I'm sure they had amazing deals on computers
2: great deal on Black Friday and uh, they've got one in the store and you're the first one in line yep. that stayed there for a day and a half at
1: Walmart. And then you turn it on and it takes 18 minutes to start. <laughs> okay. So, so, so there's three components really to a computer. Three components that you really need to look at. That's correct.
2: Really yeah. need to look at. RAM. Yep. Processing yep. and memory. Hard drive. Hard drive.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. So those are the three that don't short yourself
1: on those. Right. Yeah. And the first thing I look at before I even look at the other stuff is the processing speed. I never buy anything under an i7 anymore. Just telling you. I just, okay. I need to have. Because I do so many things all the time. So an i7 is really good for for multitasking. You know, I'll have some project working on the side while I'm working on something else. If I'm doing some video work or whatever, an i7 handles that pretty well.
2: Well, and I have a lot of windows open. I'll have multiple, multiple, multiple windows open when I'm doing things. Because I'm going from this project to this project to this project. Um, So... Yeah, if, if that's a place that I, I've learned, if you don't have a good processor, yeah, it's not fun. You
1: know, so i three is the the minimum that they have out there, uh, and, and there's versions. I mean, there's of course Intel, and then there's um, I can't remember the chip maker now, uh, but there's
2: Amada Amadon or Ama Amid- Amid- Athlon or
1: Amma. Yeah, a- the Athlon is the actual type of chip yeah. that they make. I'll think of it here in a second. And they're actually yeah. pretty prominent as well. And I usually buy their stuff, which is, I can't believe I can't remember it right now. But anyway, I'm just lately I've been so impressed by the fact that Intel is bringing so many of their products back home. Uh, I'm just excited about the fact that they're going to start building chips back in the United States again. I think it's just such a great thing. So I like to support that. Um, but anyway, the, uh, you know, so you have an i3, i5, i7, i9. Okay. Um, the minimum I would ever buy is an i5 because most people, when they get an i3 type of computer, uh, they're so disappointed in it because of the speed. And especially like, like what you and I are doing right now, right? Conversing online, doing a little video conferencing going on here. An i3 would have a significant problem handling this. Just telling it. it would You'd see artifacts all over your screens. It just wouldn't really do well. An i5 would be okay. You know, I think it would do would do okay you'll pay a little bit bump in a price for that i7s can get expensive you know i mean i think the last i7 i purchased uh for my office was probably about 1200 bucks you know but it's it's an amazing machine in fact it's the machine you're sitting in front of right now
2: ah it's a
1: nice machine isn't it
2: it is Uh, now my only question is where are the even numbers
1: yeah that's interesting right I3, I7, i three i seven i i fives i nines i don't know why there's not twos and fours and sixes and eights. you have to ask the geeks of the world why that is i am. <laughs> that's funny i'm looking at my screen as i just turned red when i said when you said that (laughs) why is that oh my goodness yeah so what's the highest
2: one is i7 the highest out there right now i9 i9
1: you can get i9s i've seen i9s out there i i i would love i'd love to try one I just I don't want to say I'm cheap. I'm probably not as cheap as most people when it comes to technology as thrifty you thrifty
2: know, is a good
1: I just haven't been able to like muster up another eight hundred or a thousand dollars for an I9 machine. I would love to try one. Yeah.
2: Well, but that's that's the point though. A lot of people I mean, how do you validate the cost? Right. Because there has to be value in yes. what you, you buy, but it depends on what your your use is now. I'm, do you have a home office, and can you write it off? Well, that might be a different sure, story. Sure, uh, But I- if you're just getting a personal computer, you don't need the i9 unless you're doing all kinds of creative, artsy things. I mean, if you're doing and, some high level and most people go
1: and things like that. Sure,
2: but a lot of people go Apple with that, right? Yeah, I mean, you you know, be- because. Of,
1: Exactly. I mean, if you're an engineer or something like that, of course, and you're right. I mean, a lot of those type of places, print houses, whatever, uh, they're mostly Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, and
2: and I can crash an Apple. I'll walk into the room and crash an Apple system.
1: And of course, you know, so always get at least an i5. If you're looking at at some types of of, uh, uh, Windows-based machine, always get an i5 or better. You know, just don't settle for an i3. You're going to be disappointed. Um, RAM. You know, I I think you should have no less than 8 gigs nowadays. I mean, 4 is kind of the minimum and kind of the standard. And I would imagine that if you have a good processor, you can maybe get away with a little less RAM, right? I mean, there there is that kind of trade-off because the processor is going to take some of it. But the processor will work much, much better if you have more RAM. Because what happens is... In the RAM, rapid access memory, okay, just so everybody understands, it's not permanent in there. So, when it loads a program, it's just there while you're working the program, right? So, it loads it up into there. And the issue is is if you overload it, then anything that's overloaded gets moved to your hard drive, which is generally significantly slower, Now, in the days of solid state, it's not as bad, but if you're running in a hard drive that's 5,400 RPMs or 7,200 RPMs, you're talking about a significant slowdown in your computer when you go past your RAM uh, that you have on your machine. So, for example, if you were doing something with video, you're running Adobe, for example, um, and you had four gigs of RAM in your in your computer. I guarantee you that a lot of that work is being cached over on your hard drive, and you're going to be see a significant slowdown with that. So the more RAM, the better.
2: So the takeaway I think for myself and and everybody out there listening it should be from what you were just saying is there needs to be a little bit of a balanced approach because I know people that will spend all the money and get the processor and then shirk on the right. other two. I see that too. Or they'll get all the RAM they can and then shirk on the other yep. two or the hard drive and then shirk on the other two. It doesn't work that way. It, 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 your your machine's not going to be as efficient as it should be. Right,
1: right. I 100% agree with that. So, uh, so I would never personally, I mean, eight, eight gigs of RAM is where I'd want to be. If you can... If, if you're looking at two machines and they seem pretty identical to you and one has eight gigs and one has 12 or 16 gigs of RAM, buy the one with a little more RAM in it. I mean, you're not gonna go wrong by doing that, that's for sure, if if price is about the same. Uh, and then of course, hard drive. I mean, you have to have something that's decent. I don't think anything less than a terabyte is is good nowadays. If you have a scenario where a lot of computers, and this has been a big deal for a couple of years, where you have a mechanical hard drive and a solid state. So what they would do is put like 128 uh, meg uh, solid state drive in there to run the operating system in, right? Mm. And then they would take and then put a, um, you know, a hundred gig solid or a, a mechanical hard drive in there. So the computer would run faster, but you could archive your stuff over to the solar drive. But the... Solid states are getting bigger and bigger all the time, and the prices really come down. I mean, I would no look at a half a terabyte or a terabyte of a solid state nowadays and then just have the one in there or have a secondary one as a backup. You could do that.
2: Well, and that's a place that things have really come down in prices is, is, you know, five years ago, a terabyte. Oh,
1: my goodness. Not really heard of. No, not heard of at all. But, yeah, if you want to get a uh, a mechanical one, use that for your backup and put a cheap drive in for that is a good way to go.
0: And we're back at the Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com.
2: The other piece is the operating systems. I mean, that and, and a lot of people have big questions. I just went through this, and okay, I haven't d- done it yet. And I, I'm, I, I, especially on this program, I feel really bad. I, I still had Windows Seven in my computer at home, and just like I recently, yeah, I haven't updated it yet either. Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> What you... Well,
2: I was going through the process and and, I, and it, it takes a little time because I have to upgrade to 10 and then I'll get the free upgrade to 11. And I, I just, I haven't had the time. I haven't been home long enough to. You're,
1: you to haven't been deal. going online with this machine, have you?
2: no, 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 <laughs> no.
1: Just internal. Yeah. Thank no. you. Thank you for. You know, at least allowing everybody to to think that, oh, yeah, Steve Steve is good that he's not going online. Yeah. Did you know that if you installed Windows 7 on a machine right now that the bots, the spiders that are out there, there's an estimation that it's about 10,000 viruses that will be installed in your machine before it's even done being installed? Wow. Because they sniff it out, realize that there's a Windows 7 machine and will infect you without even knowing it. Isn't that crazy?
2: God, I'm going to have to go on uh, some social media platform when I get home. Today.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's crazy, it's though. crazy, yeah. Okay, so operating systems, so the platforms, um, you know, what... What is it eleven now? I think it's the, the standard. Yeah, yeah, is the standard is going to be going away soon? Yeah,
1: you know it's funny when they brought ten out, they said you never Windows made this big promise that you know you'll never have to buy another operating system again or whatever. They say that every I time, know. and then here comes
2: every here time
1: comes Windows eleven, right?
2: Windows two, you'll never have to buy <laughs> another one. Yeah,
1: I think they have to just stop saying that because uh, the problem is is they they think that they're so smart that they've. Taking care of every security possibility there is or whatever until there's the next security flaw and then they have to do something again. So they just need to stop marketing it that way. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so there's Windows 11 and then of course iOS on the Apple side. And I think if I just seen, I'm looking up my notes here because we're going to talk about this in a while. There's, uh, um, oh my goodness, where are we going with iOS here? i just seen this,
2: too. Well, one of the biggest reasons why it's important is that it's the security. It comes down. That's
1: to exactly right.
2: Staying ahead of the viruses yep. and the security. It, it, it's not about the functionality of your computer, because a lot of people think of that, and they don't want to go ahead and upgrade to that next operating system because, well, my computer's working just right. fine. Uh, but it's not about your computer working just fine. Right. Do you want it to keep working just fine, or do you want it to start getting viruses that are getting through walls um that's the problem so um it's just like changing oil in your car right and you i mean it's just every three thousand miles that's something you need to do well actually it's more like five or six or seven <laughs> or whatever whatever the computer tells you because the cars are smarter now
1: so it's so over you know you're going to take me to a whole different segue here now but uh um but iOS um, 16.5 is where we're at right now. So iOS 17 is coming this fall. Wow! And they're just—they're they're kind of teasing people about the messaging uh, features. It says, "Express yourself like never before when you call or message somebody. Share content in convenient new ways, and do even more with new experiences for your iPhone." So. They're really, somehow or another, they're really stepping up whatever this call and messaging feature is. Um, I have no idea. I mean, if it's going to make me look, you know, 30 pounds lighter every time I call you, Steve, that would be fantastic. You need to download that quick.
2: (laughs) Well, but but if you take a look at how computing has changed, and cell phone is what's changed it. It, it's the convenience. So do you think it's a case of these operating systems trying to get the convenience of your cell phone um, or the familiarity of your cell phone? Because um, I remember when Windows changed over to, oh, hey, these are all apps. <laughs> I, I You just click on the app. Um, that's your phone. So, uh, you know. The way those computers have been used, so they want that home computer still, but you better have some of the features uh, and convenience of your cell phone built into that, or are people going to spend the money because, well, I get a cell phone. I get emails on my cell phone. I, do I need the big computer at home?
1: And I think more and more people are looking at that. We're really getting to a point right now, Steve, where our device that we carry with us will just become our Every day, you, you just, I think docking is going to become a significant thing. It's It already kind of is, but because your phone doesn't have, like, all the memory that you need and that type of thing, um, you know, it's been a problem in the past. But with all the online cloud storage, you know, syncing and everything else that's going on nowadays, soon, and I would say very, very soon, uh, you'll just You know, get home, you'll either plug your phone into a dock, uh, or it'll be wireless. I've been playing with this technology, too. When you get close to your big screen, it'll just wirelessly transmit to that, and and now you're on a keyboard and a mouse, and away you go. Uh, I can just, I can see the day coming real soon where nobody's even going to have a desktop computer. It'll just be what you carry with you. Well,
2: and if you think about it, if... if My tablet could make a phone call.
1: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't have a phone. That's right. Uh, I mean, if you think about it with Bluetooth and connectivity, most of the time I'm on the, on the car or on the phone in the car, um, or I would have a headset in anyway. So I really think that at some point there's going to be a hybrid version because the constraint for me of doing things on my phone and, and 100%. 100%.
1: It's the screen Oh, there's no doubt. 100%. I can't
2: read that crap yeah. half the time. It's just like the font's too small. I can't make it big enough to, to where I can just buzz through things. I have to, like, concentrate on reading it because I'm, I'm a little bit older. And... I, it's the screen size. If I can get a tablet that can make the phone calls, I don't even have to have a speaker in it because I'll I'll have a device right. in my ear, or I'll be on the Bluetooth on my on my vehicle, or if I'm in the house, it's uh, Alexa or a Dot or whatever that connective piece is. Um, but just see- so I, I really think at some point there's going to be some merger or a hybrid version of and i like to think of it remember we're on the on the phones at uh, for home for uh the elderly yeah. with the big buttons that's for me <laughs> that that's going to be for me uh, because that would that's what i would use a tablet as because i can read things on a tablet almost like a reader I, it just but i would use my tablet more that way that's why I, if if it could connect with phone calls i
1: think these folding phones nowadays are addressing your concern a little bit because you can have have it as a small phone you can open it up and it becomes more of a tablet or a phablet if you want to call it that it's
2: still not big enough
1: like, yeah I, I would want to I agree one. with that I, i'm with you on that too but but it, it is there's got to be some hybrid company. it is addressing that i i do okay so there's projection now coming off of phones too you've seen this right oh well,
2: yeah i i had one of those so and this is probably five yeah. years yeah Remember the when before Motorola got sold and they had a little projector. out was backside. a big Motorola. Yeah. Um, they had the mods, the Moto Mod. Remember that you could buy the really kick butt speaker or the big screen projector, right. which I used for business because I could go to I could take my phone and I could take the the mod attachment and it was a seventy inch screen projection. Mm.
1: 70 inch but it screen. was a, it was an attachment to your phone what I'm talking about is these things are yeah. going to be built into your phone so you'll you'll set your phone down it'll be like a kickstand okay let's say you're at a coffee shop and you have a wall that you can project to so then it, your phone now projects out to that wall and then you can see the screen and then it also projects an uh, infrared keyboard in front of you so then you tap on the on the table and I'll have to show you this. I have one of these.
2: It's kind of like a heads-up display.
1: It's well, it's better than Sorta? that. So, and then the keyboard itself, really? you just you just you just literally as I'm you can probably hear me in the background here right now, uh, but I'm tapping my fingers on the on the table. You see the keyboard. You actually see it, and when you break that plane to type A, it'll it'll type just like you normally type. The only only missing thing is the mouse. But with gestures coming into play more and more all the time, you just start moving your hand around in front of the screen and it'll it'll move your mouse. It, to me I've played with gestures a little bit with mouse movement and I have a hard t- I have a harder time with that than I do with the mouse right now, so I prefer the mouse. But I'm old enough to remember when we didn't have mice.
2: Add it to mouse. a six year old.
1: And I pre- I preferred use <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I preferred using a keyboard for a year or two and then I tried a mouse and I'm like oh, why did I do all this with a keyboard before cuz you're always tabbing through stuff and everything else right so so yeah I think it's uh I think I think that day is very soon
2: it's got to be a hybrid coming though cuz there's got to be something you remember the day I
1: could set your tablet up right now to be a a a, a tablet a phone? or yeah a phone yeah
2: Of course. There's apps out there for that?
1: You could actually just go down to your vendor, you know, if it's AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile or or whoever you're using, and uh, buy a tablet with a SIM card in it. That's all you need to do. For the phones, service. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And just pop out from my phone to the tablet? It's really
1: no different than your watch.
2: Well, one of the big constraints, though, for, for tablets is, has been, and I, I haven't gotten a new one for a while because I've been kind of dragging my feet on it, but um, it was the the accessibility, the lack of ports. Sure. That, that was one of the biggest constraints with, with tablets. So um, I think if you do have that connectivity uh, beyond just the Bluetooth, but the ability to connect, and I think... Everything going to uh, USB-C, which is universal, I think that's going to help that a lot. Uh, But then now you've got more connectivity with that tablet. So we were talking uh, earlier in the program about the all-in-one computer system, and you just brought it, and you're looking at me at a 32-inch screen. Just like you're looking at me. Yeah, (laughs) but... the ability to do all that with a tablet, because of the connectivity piece of it, that's going to be game changing. Right. That that's the, that's going to be the difference.
1: And I think, uh, and you brought up another thing, by the way, that I really wanted to get to today. And the fact is that, you know, about a year ago, the European Union basically told Apple that you have to stop doing or the the cord situation. You can't have a designated cord just for you anymore. So Apple had to choose uh whether they were going to in their latest iteration of a phone whether they were just going to honor the European Union and go with the USB-C there and then have their Apple uh cord configuration for the rest of the world or just move over entirely they have moved over entirely so their next new phone will have an i or have a USB-C cord attached to it which means that all of our phones your Android, my, you know, or your Apple, my Android, I could actually swap a cord out with you and, and do that. And what's interesting about that is that, you know, you're talking about this integration and moving forward because it's USB-C. There are adapters out there right now that can take that USB-C and t- take it into a monitor. Mm-hmm. So all, yeah, all of a sudden now you have this ability to dock your phone or plug in or whatever, and uh, and then all of a sudden and, and it wouldn't surprise me in the very near future that USB C to a wireless module, right? That then that then sends a wireless signal to your to, um, to your keyboard and mouse and to your screen all at the same time. Now that would be very cool. Well, it,
2: yeah, it, and it's. That that's kind of one of the things I I've been waiting for to come is the Bluetoothing a keyboard, you know, without the little dangle, but right through your your. So device. I've done that already.
1: In fact, you know, since you're sitting in my office right now, uh, there's actually probably off to the shelf uh, to your left. There you go. You're looking the right way, and then around the around the desk right there, there's a, a series of shelves that you can't see from where you're sitting. There you go. Yes. Okay. Uh there's a Bluetooth keyboard sitting right there. And a mouse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you just sync them to your Bluetooth as opposed to the wireless dongle that you normally would have. Right. And uh and there you are. Then everybody
2: loses then it goes, I I got a brand new just, mouse, but I what do I do with it? Throw it away.
1: This keyboard I'm showing you right now, I lost the dongle uh-huh. for the darn thing. I had to go buy one. So exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. You know and it's
2: So you can buy a new dongle for an old sure, keyboard? Absolutely.
1: Oh. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's what eBay's for, right? <laughs> <laughs> somebody's, somebody's got one out there that uh, uh, the keyboard doesn't work anymore, but the dongle does, so they'll sell you the dongle for 5 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. Oh, I would I would lose the dongle for mice all the time. <laughs> it's just... it it's kind of crazy, then, Very, very frustrating.
2: Well, and only when you need them, because that's usually when you lose them.
0: Thanks for staying with us on the Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So,
1: speaking of lost things, Steve, what what uh when's the last time you left your cell phone someplace?
2: Uh <laughs> It's probably been 6 oh. months. Oh. Yeah it's been at, at, at least have you months. ever now my wife she loses oh, her phone all the time
1: i for, I forget mine everywhere now i i think there's some psychology behind it quite frankly
2: in fact i know where i left mine the last time i left it at and we're not talking losing it in the house um i left it on the shelf at sam's club because i was um looking at something and you know when you shop on your hey. phone rather than going through the the Check yeah. out the line um, just so you can scan out. Um, I set it down on a shelf as I was looking at an item. and But I had my phone out because that's the way I was sure. shopping that day. And so if I was just going to go through a normal kiosk, I would have been fine. <laughs> but nope, I left it on the shelf. Drove halfway home and went, crap, I can't find my phone. Drove back to the store figuring it's not going to be. It was there. It was
1: still still on the shelf where you left it.
2: Yeah, it's still in the shop.
1: That's We're amazing left. that nobody picked it up. I thought so. I mean, yeah, it doesn't do a thief much good anymore. I, well, I shouldn't say. I mean, if you're a sophisticated thief, maybe you have to do something with.
2: Yeah, the but my gas. phone is my wallet. Yeah, so yeah, for
1: you, credit cards that's exactly and
2: right. Cash and I, I everything's there. I, because I, I carry one that's thing. That's Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I lose. I I shouldn't say I lose my phone. I forget it all the time. Just all the time. And I I actually, I was at a conference talking to somebody in psychology and I had brought this up for whatever reason and, and, and he was like, well, you know, that should probably tell you something. That that maybe you don't want to be attached to that thing so much anymore. You're trying You're, to disconnect. Your, your, your body, your mind is actually saying that you should not, you know, be so much on that device. And I, I won't argue with that. I, I think I I spend way too much time in front of these things. It's it's my world, unfortunately, or fortunately.
2: So I don't go on social media very much. I don't anymore. either. I, like rarely. I, I I never go on Facebook. I I don't go on Instagram or. And I'm just, I've cut out social media. I, I'm just, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, I've eliminated a lot so,
1: of it. So Alicia uh, is sending you an email today. That we need some headshots and stuff for you so we can, so that we can uh, make some marketing materials for the tech ranch so that we can post it on social media.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I won't see it. So,
1: <laughs> I'm just saying you might not be Whatever there. Whatever you need. but I, You I, might not be there, yeah, but you're going to be there anyway. Just, Just letting you know. Isn't that funny, but, though, when you think about this? It used to be where you and I would do our own social media, right? Now we have now yeah. we have people hired that this is what they do because you and I don't want to deal with it.
2: No, it, it's a headache. It's a pain in the butt. It, it's a necessary evil from a business perspective for a, a lot of people and a lot of companies. But I, I, I want to get into, at some point, social media fatigue. But where I was going with this conversation was... What I've noticed is I walk out of the house without my phone more often because I don't have it in my hand. My wife, first thing she does when she wakes up in the morning, she's either on Facebook. She's not even out of bed yet. She's on Facebook or Wordle. It's one of the two. She still plays Wordle. Is that, like, old now? I, I
1: don't know. I, I've never played the game, but I, I know it's a...
2: It's her and her teacher buddies. It, 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 there's a group, so um, it's a bunch of her and her actually, teacher buddies.
1: That, it's actually a very educational game. It's good it for your good brain. It is good for your brain. So I, I'm glad that uh, if people are going to be using their devices, it, That they would be exercising their brain. So that's a good thing. Uh,
2: but yeah. I, I, I walk out of the house at least once a week because... I'm trying not to be cognizantly trying not to be as connected to my phone. But the days I walk out, it's like, well, I have to call so and such and so and such and so and such. And remember the days when we had to memorize? Oh, my goodness. I, I
1: might, I, I sometimes have to think about my own phone number.
2: I I have to, it took me three years to memorize my wife's phone number until I actually go, okay, here's yes. your number, dear. Uh, and I, I, and I you know what, walking, you know what got me over the hump? That? Going to the grocery store and having to put in the the phone oh, yes. number for yeah for yes. rewards. That's yeah, why I memorized that's your good, number. That's a good thing because the road system.
1: The uh, um, I used to. I bet I used to have a hundred phone numbers in my head, and if I have three now, I'm just I, I have my mom's, I have Alice's, and I have mine. I don't know if I could go any further than that.
2: So how many phone numbers do you remember? Of, of I
1: don't even remember my. Well, I remember. From, from Do you remember your never never grown up? Because my mom still has it. Go She's got the same phone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she has a rotary phone. You're going to love this story. You're going to love this is story. Is she still on
2: a party line? So, She's still on a party line, is
1: well, she? No, not a party line. <laughs> okay. But there was a party line. I don't think they even have those anywhere anymore. So this is probably... Canada. They do in Canada. ...24 years ago. And... She has the original phone in the house from when we grew up. It was just like olive green rotary dial thing, right?
2: It matched the stove and the refrigerator, it didn't did it? It
1: did. Yeah I uh oh. and it I was so frustrated because you know, I was such a big radio nut when I was a teenager and caller eight, call now for winning some prizes. And I would actually have the I'd have the whole <laughs> number dialed in, except for the very last one, so I could get it, you know, ready to go. Do you think they're caller eight yet? And then then I waited too long anyway, right? Because it would reset itself. Yeah. It was always the thing. But anyway, so I don't know. Three, four, five years ago, my my mom and I are talking, and she's like, "Hey, I got that phone replaced. You got the phone replaced?" And she goes, "Yeah, I just called the phone company, and they came out and replaced it. That's fantastic, mom." And and I'm like, "And and why would they? Why would the phone company come out?" And she's like, "Well, I pay because they didn't have an operating system that still supported that phone. I, I pay eight dollars a month." Uh, so on this phone uh, to lease it. And if something ever goes wrong, they come out and, and replace it. And I'm like, you're, you're.
2: How often does something go wrong with a phone?
1: So my first thing is like, you, you're paying $8 a month. And I'm thinking to myself, it's 40 years since I left home. You've been paying $8 a month for 40 years on or more on this phone. It finally broke down and they replaced it with the same phone same color and everything it's a rotary phone <laughs> i know she did it on purpose <laughs> she knew it would was go- me like to, and it does and i'm like mom you can buy a phone for under ten dollars why would you that was your total college fund right out oh the window goodness. i could not believe what i was hearing from her it was so funny so funny. So, yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll have to take you up there sometimes, Steve, so you can see what it's like to dial on a 50 year old rotary phone.
2: Oh, I, I remember Brand I grew new up on... out of the box. Yep. <laughs> okay. But at least I had the joy because I was a radio yeah. geek too, and it was caller number nine. At least I had the joy at one point of not having to do the rotary, but go, all right, push the buttons. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, did, I mean, but it,
2: I made that transition. Did you, you did not
1: until no, later but in there life. Was, there was the touch tones that were rotary phones. Remember that you'd, you'd push eight, yeah, you I, hear I remember the that going in the background. So it was still yeah. a rotary phone with this new touchstone thing to it. So there was that for a few years as well. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, um, those were fun times. Did you ever? Did you ever win any contests?
2: Oh yeah. Actually, they got so sick of me when really? I actually started on the radio. Yeah, I started working on the radio station in Grand Forks, North Dakota, when I was eight, hanging out at the station. <laughs> I was on the air when I was Oh my, 12, goodness. my first solo shift.
1: What was, uh, what was the first song you ever played?
2: Uh, probably a Led Zeppelin okay. song.
0: If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch
2: Talk 1270.
0: Welcome to the
3: School for Startups Minute with Jim Beach.
1: Charlie Munger was one of the greatest stock investors of all time. He was Warren Buffett's right-hand man and accumulated a net worth of some $3 billion when he passed away last week at the age of 99. All week I'm sharing some of his great quotes. Today I'll share a quote or two from his thinking about the stock market. He was a huge investor in Costco. He wrote, I wish everything else in America was working as well as Costco does. What a blessing that would be for us all. Another quote right after this.
4: Hi, I'm Nicole Gardner, naturopath for Strauss Naturals, a Canadian company with decades of success. Did you know that many women suffer from cardiovascular issues, bladder problems, and monthly
5: PMS cramping? Well, Strauss Naturals heart drops, Bladder support drops
4: and women's wonder drops are recognized as safe and effective in supporting women's health. All Stroh's products are backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. I'm truly excited to say that now Stroh's Naturals is finally available in the U.S. To learn more, visit StrohsNaturals.com.
1: Another line of his to value investors is to get used to making less. Ooh, that's not a good one. More tomorrow. Beck. First of all, let me give you AOC. Here she is. Please pull the fire alarm. So, I'm,
3: I'm, what I'm here to say is that the U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are an active and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I oh, do wait, think stop, is he's, Wait, hold on. He's, he's active and fully participating yes. in saying that there was a misunderstanding. Was what active. language is that? What combination? Words. Of that's American. The
2: Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Weekdays from eleven K L KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Townsquare media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio.
5: Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. Israeli forces stepping up airstrikes in parts of South Gaza today, ordering civilians to evacuate the densely packed neighborhoods where it's targeting Hamas. At the U.N. conference on climate change in Dubai, Vice President Kamala Harris met with Arab leaders on the sidelines and delivered remarks on where the U.S. stands on the Israel-Hamas war. As Israel defends itself, it matters how. The United States is unequivocal. International humanitarian law must be respected. Too many innocent Palestinians have been killed. The Hamas-run health ministry estimates 200 Palestinians have died since fighting resumed following the collapse of a week-long truce. The campaign trail busy this weekend with Republican candidates fanning out. Former President Trump in Iowa today along with Ron DeSantis and Asa Hutchinson at campaign events. Trump's legal battles are also heating up. His legal team pushing to have the Georgia election interference and racketeering case dismissed. ABC's Aaron Kutursky says Fulton County prosecutors are against that.
3: Appearing in court for the First time since Trump pleaded not guilty to racketeering and other charges, his defense attorney arguing Trump's actions to overturn his 2020 loss in Georgia were protected political speech. The Fulton County District Attorney's Office said it is not prosecuting political speech. Its case is bigger.
5: Colder weather and holiday travel ushering in seasonal illnesses, too. Eleven states, along with Puerto Rico, are already reporting high or very high levels of respiratory illnesses, especially in children. ABC News Medical Correspondent, Dr. Darian Sutton.
3: The pathogens, the bacteria, the viruses that are
6: causing these infections are not new. Things like RSV, flu, COVID, and then other common causes like adenovirus and strep pneumoniae are commonly the reasons why these children come in with
1: these symptoms.
5: And health experts are recommending that parents get their children vaccinated to help reduce severe symptoms. You're listening to ABC.
1: Supertalk 1270.
3: Bismarck area weather.
6: With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, mostly sunny with a high around 38. Clear tonight, 20 degrees. Mostly sunny with a high of 40 for Sunday. Sunday night, partly cloudy and a low of 22. Quite windy on Monday. Gusts over 40 miles per hour. A high near 44. A great place to work, stay, shop, or play. Check out Worthington, Minnesota. It's worth a look. Currently 33 degrees.
1: In communities across North Dakota, AM radio stations like ours are vital connections to emergency information, weather updates, local news, sports,
3: and entertainment. And we need your help. Text AM to 52886.
2: That's text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. This ad is aired by the North Dakota Broadcasters
3: Association and this station.
2: Your destination for travel news and ideas. RM World Travel. Sunday morning, starting at 5 on Supertalk 1270 and the free Supertalk 1270 mobile app.
3: Portions of the following program are pre-recorded.
0: Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch.
1: So I so, I say have a big how, how, rant I want to get to here because you brought it up. But at okay. first, uh, how many okay. phone numbers do you know? I,
2: I, I want to yeah. ask you, how, how many phone numbers do you remember, whether from your
1: youth? Uh, yeah. So what do you know? Well, my, of course, my parents' number, I remember that. But what was yeah. the – there was the hotline for it was 838 – it was like time and temp. And I talked to somebody in my oh, recently. Okay. you can call and find out what the time and temp was, right? Yeah. And I talked to somebody, my brother.
2: Now, was that back in the day when you actually had a live person or was
1: it the recording? It was a live person. Because I yeah, remember yeah. the live person. And they would just pick up the phone and the time is and they'd tell you the temp. And, and we yeah. were just kids and we were just like, people actually are, are on the other side. We would call all the time just to do this. And and uh, uh, yeah, and I talked to my brother the other day, and uh, we got on this topic, and and he said that that line is still available. I couldn't believe that. Is it really? Yeah. You can still call Time and Temp and in at North Dakota. Isn't that something? Well, your mom's rotary yeah. phone is apparently still available. <laughs> so, I, was, I just thought it was kind of clever that 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 number is still available. So, anyway, all right. So, how about you? I'm,
2: I think I got. Five or six. So I, I, one of my best friends from high school. I remember his number just because I remember yeah. the pattern. It, it, it was just where it was on the yeah. keypad. Um, and then my grandparents, of course, um, two numbers from radio stations. The same station. One was an AM, one an FM. But I, one was the business line actually, and one was the the well, it's uh, like, uh, request it's line. It, it's
1: it's like Super Talk right now. I mean, it's the same as the call letters on the radio. That's easy to remember, right? 663 Oh, by the way, we take phone calls, just but not today. No,
2: we do. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're gone. Um, Six. I know six numbers because I know, well, okay, 1272, but I never think about that one. Um, But mine and my wife's. And like I said, it took me three years to remember my wife's.
1: Oh, by the way, when you get us your photos, uh, then that means that the new website will be launched. Oh. I figured since we're talking about, you know, getting a hold of us and, and whatever.
2: Can we Photoshop first before? Of
1: course. You want you want okay. more hair or less hair? Uh okay. more please. Okay. You want it
2: well, it depends. it depends.
1: on where it is. We <laughs> want a couple spots. We want a little more hair, just a less in the ear, <laughs> but more out of the nose, please. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, more that. nose hair. Nothing says good photoshop like nose hair. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if you want to check out the old Tech Ranch website, which hasn't been updated in like two months because we've been waiting on the new stuff, but uh, the new website is probably going to launch like Monday or Tuesday. I know. Ooh. It's exciting. It looks nice, too, by the way, Steve. You know, yeah, it? With, without our pictures, I'm not sure if yeah, well, in our pictures is good. We'll
2: see what it looks like when we're added to it. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have reservations. The one
1: thing about it, though, that I think everybody's going to love is this. If you have people that you want us to interview or maybe products that you want us to preview, please. Uh, there's actually a section in there now that you can go in and uh, um, make those suggestions. And we're happy to honor those suggestions as long as they're, oh, yeah. as long as they're not too crazy. I mean...
2: And if there's questions as far as different tech stuff that you'd like us to discuss and, and do some research on, or if Marlo doesn't have the answer off the top of his head like he usually does, because um, that's usually what he has up there answers, not hair. Um, so, but there's a there's an opportunity to, to text in and and or leave a message and and we can talk about a a product or a topic, anything you'd like to discuss. And
1: if you have a piece of technology that you own that you absolutely hate. Like a printer or something like that, we're making arrangements with the governor right now to to throw one item a week off the top of the Capitol. So, wouldn't oh, that be fantastic? Can I, do that? I want to do <laughs> that. I actually we're not, but but I think it'd be a fun segment. Is there another like where could we do this at? Uh, uh,
2: unless you could sneak it up there and throw it off the observation Maybe. deck without anybody
1: catching. I wonder it. if we could like. I wonder how much weight we could put up with uh, a drone. I know a couple people who have drones.
2: Ooh, I just thought yeah. of something. You're, you're you're in Vegas. You've gone to the the drone drone rodeo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. races and drone powerlifting.
1: What is drone powerlifting?
2: I don't know. Oh. I just <laughs> thought it up. We we lifting lifting different. Well, like. Like the strongman right. competition.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that you'd have a drone yeah. and instead of racing it, you would actually put like a five pound weight on it. And then you have to. Yeah. So it's and it's not about how slow it goes. Right. Because like the tractor. I'm thinking so
2: about slow. picking up a car. Right. Come on. You know. Just.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, there are drones that pick up people now.
2: Yeah. Drone deadlifting. Interesting.
1: I think we should have a segment, though, about obstacle drop courses. off the technology you hate. And we'll destroy it for you.
3: Ooh,
2: we
1: can have a smash
2: room someplace. Gr- I have got a great collection of
1: sledgehammers. You know that would be fun as well.
2: Sixteen pound, twelve pound.
1: So on on our website, pound. if you have something that you absolutely let's say that fax machine from the eighties and nineties drove you nuts, and you still have it. Because they would only like packs half a page or we want the story. We want to know why it drove you nuts. Why? Or do you have a phone that just never worked like it was supposed to? And and you upgraded it, but you still have it. Let Steve and I destroy it for you. I mean, post post those stories up on our website and we will find a clever way to destroy it. You know, there used to be a thing called uh, uh, blend, blend it. I could get that blend. Oh, yeah. I know the guy. Ooh. I could get that blender, and we could blend things for you as well. And we'll we'll shoot the video, post it up on the Tech Ranch, and send it over to you to share out to your friends and family.
2: Now you have to be careful here because I'm thinking, how many people still have tube TVs?
1: Oh, that would be fun. You
2: see those big boxes every now and then out in the curb. Remember, remember the the rear projection yes. ones? Those yeah, giant. Yeah. I had one of those things. Forever. You have a pickup moving that. Sucked. It was horrible. I guarantee
1: you that moving it in will be harder than moving it out. <laughs> it won't be in one piece anymore. Easier to pick we'll up. Have, we'll have to. I can lift the pieces. What are we going to be the Tech Ranch demolition crew or something like that? We need to get like like uh, coveralls made that says this on it, right? And oh, like yeah, 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 they and they have up. like a helmet that we get made up so that we can when we smash stuff like because. We're going to need to
2: have some protection on it. we got to have a GoPro on it. We gotta have a GoPro need
1: to it. have some protection on because uh, when you smash with one of these tubes, it could explode on us. So, But as long as, as, long as we're protected okay, it'll be okay.
2: You know, we could talk to the guard maybe borrow a tank.
1: Oh, that would be fun. And just run over stuff. That would be fun too.
2: Just run over stuff with a tank.
1: <laughs> I'm really loving this idea. I really am. I think we should do this. I have some tech. I, w- I would, I'd gladly donate to this.
2: Now I know the North Dakota Guard has an engineering unit, which typically, but I don't know if they do demo. They build things, but typically the eng- somewhere in the engineering corps is where the demolition. I wonder
1: if we could hide. talk to Bobcat because they, they blows Bobcat's up. got that innovation center where they roll that Bobcat around oh, up yeah. there, you know. Oh we could roll stuff we could run stuff over yes. the bobcat. Yes. Can a bob can a <laughs> can a bobcat destroy that? I mean we have to come up with some clever tagline for it, right? But I think it'd be great and it has to be technology. You know the other thing would be is kitty versus tech. If if a uh, um if a phone like back in the day, you know, cuz you'd see you'd see commercials where they run a uh, put a phone on a, on the ground and run a car over it to show how strong it was and that type of thing. We should put that to the test and find out if, for in effect, oh, yeah. it can handle a car or if it can handle a bobcat. Tech testers, yeah. bobcat too. We could lift stuff up and. I like drop where you're it.
2: going with this. Oh, yeah, well, they they got a huge room. You know how to drive a bobcat?
1: Really? Yeah.
2: See, yeah. this would be cool if it's got a steering <laughs> wheel or a stick. <laughs> you can drive controls, it. Controls? I, okay. I can drive it. Yeah. I think this would be great. Just say. I like where we're going. I might. You got. My I know. I. Agree. Now, you, no, like, you, both oh, of let's...
1: us have stopped for a second there because we're both. We both got light bulbs going off right here. We're going to figure this yeah. out, and this is going to be a, a, a recurring segment on the Tech Ranch because we'll be able to talk about this. We'll, we'll shoot some video. This will be a blast. What? What? Literally, what, it could be a blast. What, what's the first thing <laughs> you're going to bring to this? What's the one piece of technology that you would just like that? Forget about.
2: My printer.
1: So your, your current I, I printer, printer or one you had in the past? Yeah.
2: I, no, my current one. I, I, it, while it's connected, um, the connection is just not reliable. I, I need to go. Well, maybe it's because I'm still on the Windows 7. <laughs> it's, it's just not. It it, it, it it works when it feels like okay. working. Interesting. Mine would be and it's always done that, even when it was so
1: new. You're you're in my studio right now, or our studio. I am not sure. The sound the sound street sound studio, studio there in Mandan.
2: Yeah, because you can that's hear right. the street sounds. That's
1: why it's called street
2: yeah. sounds. And I know. <laughs> I, I put the two and two together today.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, but yeah, there's the uh, the board, the roadcaster or the road board that's right there, right? Oh, the board before sure. that is in the back room. That's a $3,000 piece of equipment that I will be happy to donate to this cause. That
2: and it probably doesn't fit on does desk. It does
1: not fit on that desk. And it's barely used. I probably used it for three weeks. And a good mutual friend of ours talked me into buying that road that you're, that you're using right there. And uh, yeah. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How can it be this simple? How can it be this stuff? I, I mean, I just how, how did I how did I time my technology buy off by three weeks? That's what I
2: you you know how many mixers oh, I've had over I the years because imagine. I used to do mobile yeah. DJing back in the you know it was kind of a little side hustle for extra cash when you're in the in the industry and uh, yo. Oh. I could go through a lot of equipment if I still had that stuff.
1: I like the TV idea, though, too, because even the old plasmas would be fun to destroy, right? The old first glass screen, like oh, yeah. that, weigh like a gazillion tons as well. Those would be a blast to take a smack or a sledgehammer to. Just saying. And what do
2: you do with an old plasma TV?
0: Thanks for staying with us on the Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology.
1: So you just reminded me about small phones. I have a whole yeah. box of them. That'd be happy to donate to this cause of destroying things.
2: Ooh, smaller target.
1: Well, and and I don't know about you, but you, you it was really. I,
2: I like to blow things up and shoot things. So but those
1: small phones were really about we the size, that too. Wasn't it?
2: Oh yeah. I, well, so remember the iteration of phones because we were talking about this earlier on. Uh, on the, when I was talking about the tablets, and then you just can't get the screen big enough on a phone um, for me being able to right. be able to read it right. as well. So, um, you know, phone started out with the bag or car phone first, and, and then it was right. the bag phone, which every farmer had a bag phone, and. Those things were great. Well
1: only the town you,
2: you you could you could pick up radio well, frequencies that's Europe because they were three things. watt phones.
1: They, yeah. You're right. They, they their antennas were amazing.
2: Yeah, it's just phenomenal. And, and then actually one of my favorite phones of all time. Remember the StarTac? Yes. Motorola StarTAC Flip phone. I loved that phone. It was small, convenient. You open it up; it was big enough to use. That was probably my all-time favorite phone. Um, and then there was this: how small can
1: we make the phone? <laughs> stage for about as two or three years, I would say. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it back yep. in the nineties, and 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 girls loved them because they could just stick them in their bra at the bar and and i'm dating myself now um and uh they were just this little tiny i'm like my fingers are way too big (laughs) to dot that it's it's not happening no and then it went the other way phones got huge and and
1: that's where the term tablet came from Yeah.
2: Yes, and and they were growing and growing and growing, and I remember as phones were getting larger, I came up with an injury that I'm sure a lot of people have had, because how do you text with one hand, right? So as the phone, and it was incremental, because I did not intentionally go out and get a bigger phone, I didn't want one, but... My Motorola phone at the time, that's what I used, and loved those phones because they had the best internal antenna at the time when Motorola still owned them. Um, They got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I went to the doctor because my thumb hurt, and he goes, did you get a new phone? I'm like, yeah, but two months ago, why? He goes, do you have it with you? Yeah. Text something. He goes, do you text a lot? Yeah. You sprained your thumb. And that was an actual medical condition because you were not only spraining your thumb, but it was extending the ligaments in a, in a way and you were wearing the ligaments off. And because people would text with one thumb. they text with your thumb and that was an actual medical condition. Because phones Crazy. were getting big. And now, if you notice, phones have gotten back to, we're a little well, smaller. Well, and
1: they have, you have options. If you want a little larger one, you can have that. If you want a little smaller one, you can have that. I mean, it, it, you really have a lot right. of options nowadays. It's more of a lifestyle choice now.
2: True, but I would still go yep. back to my tablet.
1: Yeah, I, I like a I, little I larger the, phone, too. I like the, I, I didn't think I was going to like. be harder to lose. And I was, I was surprised I was never a person that would put my phone in my back pocket right away. Now I just do it all the time. It's just natural, you know. So much so that um, I was never a a Copenhagen chewer or whatever, but you know, all the Cowboys or whatever. You have the ring in the back pocket now. Now my now you get a square. Yeah, my my pocket just gets blown off because of the phone all the time. You (laughs) wear out my pants that way instead.
2: See, I can't do that because so a lot of people would break their phones because they put them in the front pocket, and. I, that, that's not me. I, so I have to carry my phone all the time because it's also my wallet.
1: Yeah. For you, that would be. So, Cause it's too
2: big to, it's too big to stick in my back pocket or it's too big, which not sticking your phone in the back pocket means if you're ever using a porta potty you're safe. That's true. Cause a lot yes, of people have lost their phone yes, in a porta potty because that's they stick correct. it in their back that's pocket. Correct.
1: I do. Uh, uh, I am a big fan now of cargo pants and cargo shorts because <laughs> you <laughs> get the extra pockets, and I use I utilize mine a lot for phones. I really do. So uh, I can't believe that that I've given up fashion for con- phone convenience, but that's kind of what I have done. Yeah, but it, it,
2: and this was a thing in the fashion industry; they had to resize pockets because of that the is size of phones. Because you'd buy a pair of pants. Oh, hey, I found a nice pair of pants in the clearance rack. Yeah. Cargo pants. And my phone just wouldn't fit because they were last year's pants. And I've got this year's phone. So the fashion industry had to very cognizantly, uh, cognitively go through, okay, how are people using clothing items and devices? And
1: it's a thing. thing. It is a thing. It's interesting. So, all right. Are you ready for my
2: see so you're a front pocket guy though because you always wear the shirts with the with the cargo pockets? Cargo pockets, yeah.
1: <laughs> like how you say that. Yeah. I do I do uh I do miss when I have a shirt on that doesn't have a pocket. I guess I just I always throw a pen or business cards or whatever in there. So yeah.
2: Alright, so it is time for Marlowe's
1: rant. I'm, are you ready? Since we've been talking yes. about televisions a little bit, you, you've kind of given me a little bit of armament for an analogy here. So um, there was a time not that long ago we only had three TV stations, right? Three channels. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. You would go
2: up and... You were lucky if you had if you had yeah, yeah. televisions, yeah, then
1: you had but then four. You had four. Uh, but you had three. So if you didn't like one, you liked the other. Um, and... Yes, and we had. Uh, um, we're, we're sending notes to each other via video right now. Don't say that word. <laughs>
2: yes, don't say that's public right, television. That's
1: right. You
2: can't <laughs> say that on the air. Yeah, and it wasn't 24 hours either. It was off at midnight, if you right. were lucky. In bigger cities, some went off at. Eleven o'clock, um, and they started the day yeah. at six a.m. with the national well, went, anthem, and they ended the, nat- the day at midnight usually yeah, yeah. with the I, national anthem. I remember anthem.
1: watching those all the time. I'd, I'd stay up on Friday nights and watch the midnight special, and then after that, it would oh, be yeah. oh okay. yeah, love love the midnight special. But anyway, so of course now you move forward, and and uh, um, you got a remote control, and you got hundreds, if not thousands, of channels, and and you just go through through and through. And one of my pet peeves nowadays is the fact that I'll go and say, all right, I'm going to go watch a movie. I don't know what I'm going to watch yet. I'm just going to go watch a movie. And uh, so I'll make a bowl of popcorn and I'll sit down there. And I will have eaten the whole bowl of popcorn before I've even found something that I want to watch.
2: See, that's why I hate streaming. I, I absolutely hate streaming. And actually, you know what a thing now is? I, and I, I've found this out over the last couple of weeks. Um, people that I know... And this is the thing, not just here, but a lot of people do this. They will go to the theater to get theater popcorn to go home and watch a movie. that's correct. Because there's nothing, you cannot replicate theater popcorn.
1: And theaters have actually caught on to this, and they make money on on popcorn. That's where they're...
2: Oh, they make... They don't make money off of right. movie tickets. They right. never did. They make money off of yes, concessions. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you can hear me so, typing now, can't you? <laughs> every bit. This, technology. This, this uh, um, thing about where we're at here, you know, doing the show remotely is, is uh, challenging for me today. That's all.
0: You're listening to Technology Comes Alive. Let's dive back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. And don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more.
1: So anyway, I, I, get, I, I won't say I get tired of going through channels, but I do, really do. Uh, but I was just thinking about this the other day because we've had all this news about all the new social media stuff that's coming out, right? All these new different choices that we have. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, I miss the days of three. Facebook, Twitter, three.
2: Instagram. That, so that's kind of your your.
1: That's my three, three right? Three, uh, because now I mean my TV channels three. Well, I'm, social media it was just three. Simpler. That's all. I mean, it was like you can make you can make your mind up pretty quick.
2: Well, it depends on how you use them, though. So, so okay, just going back to the TV stuff. So for me, when I watch TV, it's just background noise, kind of like when I'm usually listening to the radio, it's it's what I've got in the background as I'm doing something else. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying the music, but I'm doing something else. I'm not just sitting there listening to music or the radio or not just sitting there watching TV unless I'm in the massage chair. Um, then, But I don't... I walk through the door at the end of the day and flip on TV just to clear my brain and it's background right. stuff. So... How active are you watching a program? Because I, for me, I don't have the time to sit down and spend an hour trying to find something to spend uh, an hour on.
1: So I'm kind of that way a, that's too. That's
2: never going to fit into my world. Social media is the same thing. Now, the one thing is they've been able with social media is you can post once. Well, right. They, they have things
1: like Hootsuite or whatever. But the thing that, that, there is no solution for, at least not yet, is the communication side of it, right? So you have, right. Uh, people who use Facebook Messenger, message on tweet, message on uh, Instagram.
2: See, I, I use Messenger a lot, and, and a lot of the reason I use Messenger a lot is because of the video sure. component. So I'll be at the store, my wife will be at the store, and it's like, okay, they don't have this, but does this work? Uh, or I need to show her something, and I'm like, gee, honey... Do you like this shirt, or is it a no? Um, but she's an iPhone user, and I'm a Droid yep. user, so we can't hey, communicate can. through it's all Duo. Through, well, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one's. I think you I have that do? on my phone somewhere, but again, I don't go through all this stuff anyway. So, um, um. Messenger, I, yeah. Facebook Messenger, so video chat. So the
1: challenge that I have with all this stuff is is that uh, all of them have a messaging platform, right? So, and I'm just picking on me because w- it's an easy that's right So as as the <laughs> guru of geek, right? You know, that's you know something that Super Talk came up with a few years ago or whatever. But as the guru of geek, why is it that I'm expected to be on every platform? So do you know where I'm going with this? Because, or and, well, and I, now
2: here, do you do you consider yourself an influencer in
1: some well, way? Well, with shape National or Day part? Calendar, I suppose. You know, I don't think of it that way, but you know, I have a little bit of a following, of course.
2: Because I'm still trying to figure out how that's a job. It's not <laughs> okay, an anyway. influencer,
1: you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah not, people in my opinion, think not really. But but there are influencers that yeah. are out there, and some of them are some of them do a good job with it now. And I guess, if, you know, on the influencer side, if you actually can sell products for somebody i mean you're really no different than a salesperson right yeah that salesperson gets paid to do that
2: well if you think about it it's cheaper than a national ad that would be
1: on it depends on the on the demographic and the amount of followers that they have i mean that's really what it was done
2: by the way my my i i have a uh addendum rant to your tv rant
1: well anyway
2: so i i was a fall asleep with the tv guy I I always I would yeah. sleep with the TV on all the time. And the reason I would is because I'm not going to play with two remotes. And not a single cable company or any because you got your cable remote back in the cable <laughs> days. They didn't build a sleep timer into the remote. The TV remote right. had a sleep timer in it. But why couldn't you come up with that? That would have solved a lot why, of my well, problems. So
1: because these. it's all because so, it's all, right, all about That was
2: my you. little aside. Yeah, it, it. Yeah. Well, I, but to this day, I fall asleep with the TV on, drives yes. my wife nuts, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's there's not a timer in the, no. in the
1: remote. Anyway, so okay, back, so I'm done. Back now. to social yeah. media then. So the the back the, to the, you because it's all about me as well.
2: And <laughs> Now it's which, all about why you. Why
1: this show is so great because it's all about you and all about me and we really, I guess we we hope you care about our lives the people who listen to yeah. us you know but cuz
2: actually people are sitting there listening going god those guys are idiots
1: <laughs> they, they take their, i'm glad they i could don't take do that comedy on the road cuz they'd be hilarious there too <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
1: they're married what <laughs> <laughs> His wife puts up with yeah, that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Wendy would kill me. It's like, "Oh. Uh, Why she yells at me for the TV
1: It is. On it all is. Time. Maybe on my
6: step at the TV on in
1: <laughs> to stand up and uh, to do a stand up at a comedy club one time. I just really?
2: I They have open mic night.
1: You know, I got to get past the fear of doing you know, it. I'm first. sure there's a comedy club in Vegas. I have to get the you have Vegas. to get past the fear of that first. It's like doing karaoke. You're I in sing Vegas. in my car all the time, but getting on a mic and singing in front of people is a different thing. You know.
2: See now, I, being in the broadcast area, um, I'm not a big crowd person, um, and and most radio people are somewhat interested. It is
1: interesting, isn't uh, it? I, I've always found that yeah. fascinating. Boy, you and I going. We're really our ADHD is just just Squad. going crazy today
2: squirrels rule the world but but if you look at like yep. crowd size I've got windows so I'm in a, a, a small group I'm great uh, 25 to 30 ish I'm a fly on the wall and yep. kind of listening but you could throw me out in a on a stage to announce a concert in front of 25 thirty thousand people and I'm fine
1: it's interesting. It's
2: like no qualms, no qualms whatsoever, but you can't do stand up.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I know you're bringing this up because you know I just stood in front of a crowd of 50,000 oh, yes. people just a few weeks ago. So Yeah, with the yeah.
2: Volkswagen. So yeah.
1: I guess that's a very valid point. I would love to see the look on your face oh, when you walked out and went, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, Yeah, that was really something." Um so anyway, the uh, back to the rant. Where were we going? <laughs> Social media yeah. rant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marlo's it ranting. Isn't quite the rant because I don't even get a chance to say my rant. Uh, but it's about the communication and how do you? There are so many choices. I mean, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? And now you, you know, and then there's Pinterest and LinkedIn, and then here comes Snapchat and TikTok, and uh, and all the iter. And the new Twitter killer, yes, which is uh, which, yeah, the yeah Twitter which Twitter threads, threads, and that, and and then of threads, course Lemonade now, which is the Instagram oh, yeah. killer from TikTok, and and then there's me. There's, there's just so much. There's so yeah. much, and every one of them has a communication platform, right? So I know people, and I'm just there are some people that communicate with me exclusively on LinkedIn. It's the only way. That's that they they talk to me that yeah. way
2: and i'm a big linkedin guy because it's more
1: business it's not and then i have then i have some people that all they ever do is talk to me on facebook and then there's a few others that talk to me on tiktok and these are actually business clients and whatever else so how am i supposed to keep up with all of this i don't even know where you know where to go with this
2: okay and, and maybe this is my age or about where computers came in um I've got a little, I'm not a big fan of email. I just, because I watch people and I'm like, I can't do that. Would Their day would be, well, first 45 minutes of the day or an hour of the day or the work day um, going through emails. I'm like, why? That That's not productive time for me. So I I tend to not be that big of an email guy. And I think it's just partly a function of my age and where where I was when computers came into their own. So I just, I mean, that's just, I know people that spend two hours well, a day on email. What? Yeah, well, but you're using it as a legitimate business platform. I I know people that that's how they kill two hours at work every yeah, day. Yeah. I'm like that's not to me that's not productive. There's,
1: there's you're productive. one key on the keyboard that I always wear off the letters on. That's correct. Delete. Delete yeah. is you know my friend when it comes to emails because I get so many of them that come in, and I hate to say that you, if you're, if you're going to get my attention, you better have a good, good uh, description in the.
2: Actually I I have 3 control alt delete. <laughs> <laughs> bye
1: <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> How can I bulk yeah, everything? Yeah. But anyway, that that's kind of my rant. I don't know, I, I feel like it's like the coming of age with cable television in the day when you had all these choices to make and now I feel like social media is the same way. Uh, it's it's Well, you're 100% it's right. fragmented and yeah. but the expectation of of the people that use these platforms that because they use it, they expect the people that they associate with to use it as well. It's too high of an expectation because there's too much. And I'm
2: thinking of a better word. Yeah, I'm thinking of a better word. So if you go back and look at the first platform, which will be MySpace, probably. The first MySpace. And MySpace was a little different um, than Facebook came out. And Facebook was about connectivity. Yeah. It wasn't even the communication at the time because Messenger really wasn't a thing. It was the connectivity. It's, oh, and that's how I got on Facebook Um, because I had a friend whose father passed away, and another mutual friend of ours said, hey, so-and-such's father passed away, and I'm like, oh, you got her number, and he was like, well, just reach out to her on Facebook. Well, I'm not on Facebook it's like well you should get on Facebook because she'd posted her father passed away so set up an account and it, but it was about the connectivity and that's like oh gosh I haven't talked to so-and-such for 20 years from high school and this person in 15 and and because I and I've moved around the country so I've got friends in on the east coast and friends in Michigan and California and Oregon and Washington and and all over the place in Colorado and and The connectivity not just I mean I'm a little hesitant to use the term communication just because communication has a different connotation than with social media because with uh, social media you're aware of what's going on in somebody's life because they post way too much I know what you had for dinner last night and I don't need to know what you had for dinner last night Um, but it's so you're engaged without being right. engaged. You know what's going on in somebody's life. So to me, that's not communication, but it is connectivity, so it, it, and, it, and it's a nuance, but to me, yeah. that's the difference. It's, it's, you know, the social media platforms, are they really about communicating or is it about connectivity?
1: Well, you, you could make the argument that it's about how long can we keep you on our platform. Is it about clickbait? Well, I would say that that's probably. I wouldn't say clickbait because you don't want the Facebook doesn't want you to leave once you're on Facebook, so they don't want you to click away from the platform.
2: Well, is is that why I still have a MySpace account somewhere floating out in the universe? Because they never delete them. I mean, I I know people that have passed away ten years ago; they still have an account. Accounts never go away. That that's one of the odd things I find with the the social media platforms is don't they need the space? One of the things that I
1: mean. So I I like to wish people happy birthday, you know, on Facebook or whatever. Right? It's one of the things that I know it's probably weird, and a lot of these people that that I have in my Facebook uh, place, I've I haven't I've never met. You know, I have you know five thousand people on because that's the maximum you can have on my other side. I have you know tens of thousands. And and uh
2: and how many people get mad at you when you didn't well, wish them happy birthday this year?
1: There are a few people that probably wonder <laughs> about why I didn't. But, I mean, I think on the other side, people like the fact that I'll reach out and say happy birthday to them or whatever. But I've started to notice now that if I haven't seen the person or if I've never met the person or if I haven't seen them for a while, that I go to make sure that they're still on this planet.
2: Ah. Because... I, yeah, because you don't want to wish happy well, birthday to that person.
1: So because I've had, I've had it's a, a few tacky. people in the last three <laughs> or four years that have passed away that were really good friends of mine or family members or whatever. And I'll go and I'll, you know, it's on their birthday, so I'll go, I'll go look just to reminisce about you know the good times we used to have or whatever, right? And I'll hop on there and I'll see all these birthday wishes, and it's not a heavenly oh, birthday. Yeah. It's just that they just, you know. And you're right. I think it's kind of tacky. I mean, it, it's it's cool that people do this, that they hop on there because it's, it's the new greeting card.
2: Well, they kind of made right, an effort, right? right?
1: Kind of make an I effort? think it would be great for Facebook, for example, to post something that they're no longer on the planet. You know, So I don't know. Just an idea.
0: Welcome back to the Tech Ranch. We're thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve.
1: So you seen something new this week?
2: Yeah, did you see the the new AI robot? And I forget what I was watching, but it was they did an interview with it. So I saw a segment of was the it interview. on the
1: stage and they were
2: and talking to it. I, no, it was a little more casual oh. than that. So, but it, the the robot actually looked like and responded like the robots from the movie so I I've Robot. Seen, I've probably
1: seen the movie before, or seen seen the movie. Before. Of course, I've seen the movie. Uh, the robot before. Uh, the one that I'm thinking about is Eve. Have, is this who you're talking about? She has she, I didn't. She has conversations with and, people. and yeah, yeah, I think so. so.
2: Kind of translucent yep. looking. and Yeah. Okay, yep. so probably. Well, they were asking a question. But it was not on the stage of the demonstration
1: here. Okay.
2: No, no. And one of the – it was like it was okay. being interviewed, like, by a, yep. a reporter, and uh, and one of the questions was about, you know, future and world problems. And I think they asked that climate change. And And basically, it said through artificial intelligence that, yeah, don't worry about it. We got this. Like, whoa. Kind of made the hair stand up in the like, back of my neck a little bit. What do you mean, we got what this? Do you, mean yeah. you got this? Who has this? I, I, Are we? Yeah. It's you know. like. Yeah, Who, who's we? And yeah, I'm like, um, are we
1: figuring out solutions, or do we have this because you're not going to be around anymore?
2: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I I tell you what, I was I I was a little taken back by the answer. Now, was the answer programmed or right. I I don't know. I just I didn't catch enough of the interview. I I just caught a snippet of it. But I'm like. That's a
1: little creepy. I was at the premiere for Mission Impossible a week ago, and uh, they had a advanced thing that I was invited to, and and uh, it was pretty cool. There's only 12 of us in the theater. That was the thing I didn't understand why there were so few of us at this premiere, but it was a special showing of the thing. But anyway, the... Uh, um, you didn't get your phone scanned? No, no, not, not this time. Okay, all right, Just- that's All right, just checking. I, I gotta. I, Somebody gotta. You know, you. You're right. I never thought about that. My situational awareness again is you know beacon is not working like it should. But at this, have have you been to it yet? Have you gone to Mission Impossible? So no. they're fighting no. an AI. You know. Yes. Really. So, so part one. Okay. Part now I got one go. is not.
3: I never so got into that
1: franchise. Two, two parts to the movie too. This is old-fashioned movie making too. I love this, right? And the first movie is like yeah, two minutes or two hours and thirty-four seconds long, or two hours and thirty-four minutes long. So it's not a short movie either. And it's a on the edge of your seat the entire time. It's just an unbelievable action-packed movie. I'm and I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've never really I've gotten into the movies more than the TV show. But this,
2: so I remember the the TV show, and I I did watch the TV because that was shows, like the views
1: right. like, you know with the long yeah. and yeah, and yeah, the cassette yeah, yeah.
2: tape and yeah, tape and they will still stop have all that of course, and, yeah. you know, but
1: but yeah, it's it's uh it's really it's really quite.
2: But the so show. now I'm going to have to go back and watch the first one. All yeah, the way you don't have franchise. To do that. So I can watch the on new one,
1: but 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 yeah, but yeah if you want to get caught up to where it's at, but it, it does stand by on its own, but. Yeah, I mean it's an artificial intelligence. Just to throw that out there, uh, since you're bringing it up, uh, did they win? I, it's not over yet.
2: Oh, oh, that's right. You it's said two it's parts. two parts. So, is it going to be like six, seven years before the next you know I didn't, I didn't out because, investigate to like, find Star out Star Wars? Uh,
1: I can't imagine. To me, it's I'm sure it's already or at done least filming it. Just right? when they release Mike, it, Mike?
2: Yes. Oh, I'm sure they did. They they, they film all that stuff because well, you know, when they film movies, they film different segments, and it could be that's way great. over there or way over here. It yeah. Just depends on who the actor is at the yeah. time that I they're mean, working with.
1: We're filming, They'll film, we're filming a bunch of stuff right now, and we're we're doing five different episodes all at the same time, and none of them have been enough filmed yet to put one episode together. I mean, that's just how it works. You just that's how it works. But yeah, I um,
2: but it's always been like that, and I, I I'm kind of that geek that looks for it. it's like well wait a minute in that scene they weren't right, wearing their right. glasses or their their hair was a little messy or I'm like, I like I catch do. that stuff You're I'm just I'm, I'm that guy way. I just catch I just catch
1: that so, stuff so yeah I, I I think that uh, hey, go to the show just go to the show so all right okay so new stuff we got a lot of new stuff that we need to cover here too and now that I've gotten away from my notes here again so the first,
2: there's a lot of Elon Musk news. There the last are,
1: couple weeks. And, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later here too. The uh, um, Google Calendar. So, are, are you familiar with Calendly? Where you know you've probably had appointments. that no. You know, someone says, "Hey, just hop onto my calendar and, and schedule an appointment with me," and then it shows you a list of the different time slots that are available.
2: Um. Oh, what was the platform we used? Uh, There's
1: quite a few of them.
2: With the city. Yeah, there, there was a calendar invite. Uh, we, we'd schedule like, so if we had to have special yeah, yeah, commission yeah, meetings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When exactly. I was mayor, or it, it would it would give you different options, and you could vote for option one fits in best,
1: option yeah, two so that can make yep, work, yep. option three so is definitely out. that's not quite what this one is, but, but uh, so you can, so Google Calendar now with Gmail, Gmail now has a calendly style sharing tool for Google Calendar. So, if you're using Google Calendar or and Google or Gmail in any way at all, even if you have like like National Day Calendar for example, is a Gmail product. We use uh, or the 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 email we use Google email as a as a business, and uh, you can still have your domain name attached to it and stuff, but it really is Gmail. But you can now use this this uh, feature in there to schedule meetings so you don't have to have this back and forth that goes on all the time you know and it's true i mean i cannot get over
2: see getting rid of emails
1: used to be and up the phone and call somebody and have a conversation now you got to schedule a time to pick up the phone to call somebody right phone and have a it seems just insane that we're at this point but that's exactly how it is right
2: you know i tell people that all the time it's like okay if i'm in a meeting yeah text me because if I'm in a meeting, I'll get the text. I can yeah. respond to the text. Otherwise, right, call me. But but the text is immediate because I I can't always answer the phone. Well, you're in the same boat. You're busy sometimes, and you've got things going on, and and you can't answer the phone because you're engaged in something else.
1: Texting is a great option. But you but can this, catch it. This, you can catch this a text. actually for a lot of people, including myself. Um, the only downside to this is that. Uh, I don't always look at my calendar, but I could say that I will accept, uh, people scheduling on Fridays, right? So I could set it up. So just Friday, give people a choice on there for 15 or 30 minute, uh, uh, you know, meetings and away you go. So I'm probably going to be a big user of this feature. I, I'm kind of excited. See
2: that to me though, that goes back to your rant. So, because do you have time to check messenger? Well, now that's
1: and interesting. Twitter I wonder if I could actually the I wonder platforms. if I actually set up some automation yeah. that says, "Hey, if you want to actually visit with me, I have Fridays available for this. Here's my calendar. Go, go, schedule something with me. Your Fridays? I don't available? know. I'm just saying that that's right, if yeah. I do something like that. and I would probably set up Friday.
2: Pull that out of thin air.
1: What do you want to do <laughs> on Friday, by the way? Because I'm going to Hi, cancel all know. my stuff on my calendar. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I'm flying to Vegas. As <laughs> soon as we're done with the show. Woo-hoo! All right. On my way. Are Woohoo! this town yet on you? Or? Uh, I think they let okay. me back into the That's city. That's good to know. That's really. i got to yeah. check with the county sheriff <laughs> I, can, I can coordinate that if you want. <laughs> well, you know, man? I know there's a car or two that'll be waiting for you.
0: If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology.
1: The Tech Ranch Super Talk 1270. Welcome to December 2nd on the National Day Calendar. Today, we're savoring a versatile treat and honoring our furry friends.
5: Fritters, those delightful deep-fried morsels, can be sweet or savory, filled with fruit or meat, made with batter or dough. There's a fritter for every taste bud. From apple fritters, dust with powdered sugar, to crispy corn fritters, these treats are a testament to the deliciousness of fried foods. On National Fritters Day, why not try making your own fritters or enjoy some from your favorite local eatery? Oh,
6: hello,
3: Niles. Good morning.
6: Do I smell banana fritters with fresh fruit
3: compote?
1: No. <laughs> Could I? My mom used to make these most amazing corn fritters, and I'm drooling thinking about them right now. So oh, good.
5: that sounds good. Did you get the recipe?
1: No. <laughs> I should I should get it from her one of these days, yeah. I need
0: should you to go get that recipe.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. little butter on them. They were just so good. They really this is were...
0: amazing.
1: From the crispy delight of fritters, we turn to the lovable charm of mutts mutts or mixed breed dogs are unique, one-of-a-kind the companions. They bring joy, companionship and unconditional love into our lives. On Mutt Day, we celebrate these adorable mixed breeds and encourage the adoption of mutts from local shelters. Remember, every dog deserves a loving home regardless of its breed. He's a
0: tramp, but we love him Pulls a new scan Every day He's a tramp
5: So how are you celebrating today? Do you have any dogs?
1: I don't, but I have an idea. Hmm. So grab your your credit card. We're going to go to the pet store. You're going to buy some doggy treats because I'm driving, obviously. And uh, let's go to the dog park.
3: I love that idea.
5: Look at you.
1: Pass Pass out some treats and enjoy some doggy time.
5: I love that. I think I'm going to grab your neighbor's dog, too, and
1: make a whole family affair.
5: (laughs) I'm Latoya Johnson.
1: I'm Marlo Anderson.
5: Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration.
1: Until next time, keep celebrating.
3: This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale. The key to potty training, redirection. Next. Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health wants you to know that your dog can be at risk of heart disease. By screening for a heart murmur, abnormal heart rhythm, or heart enlargement, your veterinarian will be able to diagnose and possibly treat these signs earlier. There are medications that can help delay the onset of congestive heart failure or manage the symptoms of heart failure once diagnosed. Talk with your veterinarian to see if your dog is at risk and schedule that ever-important annual exam. Early detection is best. Redirect and reward so puppy gets it right, says veterinary technician Debbie Martin. I never punish a puppy or adult dog for going to the bathroom in front of me because then they might not want to go in front of me outside either because they might be afraid I might get angry with them. So redirect them, reward them in the appropriate location. Stay consistent and you'll have puppy potty trained in no time. For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. It's Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Join Steve weekday mornings between
2: 9 and 11 for interesting local talk and special guests, plus your phone calls. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270 and the free
3: Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors, Dakota Pharmacy, Benchmark Mortgage, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Peak Automotive and Service, and Runnings.
2: 6XXAM, Mandan Bismarck, a Townsquare media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio.
5: Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. The Israel-Hamas war entering a new phase following the collapse of that pause in fighting. It followed days of hostage and prisoner exchanges. It's believed Hamas is still holding more than 130 hostages in Gaza, including Americans. Israel's prime minister announcing it's pulled back its team of negotiators from Qatar saying talks have reached a dead end. Vice President Kamala Harris is in Dubai for the U.N. climate conference and met with Arab leaders on the conflict. Harris says the U.S. is still working on another pause to help free more hostages. Our work is ongoing to support some ability to reopen the pause. Um, and, and to, to have a deal going forward where there will be a pause so that we can get hostages out and get aid in. Today, Israeli forces struck Hamas targets in South Gaza, warning civilians to flee. ABC's Tom Sufi Burridge is near the Israel-Gaza border. The
6: IDF's renewed campaign against Hamas now does appear to be more focused on areas of southern Gaza, but that is where most of Gaza's population has fled. The U.S. urging Israel to do everything to limit civilian casualties, but remember, that strip of land behind me is densely populated. In
5: Albany, New York, students and faculty at the College of St. Rose expressing shock, anger and sadness after learning the college of around 2,700 students will close at the end of the academic year in May. The college claiming a significant drop in student enrollment during the pandemic is to blame. Hannah Koskowski is a junior in the school's nursing program. She says she doesn't know if they can finish their degrees or transfer. We don't
4: know. We haven't heard anything about the nursing program directly I know other students have heard from their programs, but we haven't heard anything about ours. The
5: New York's governor's office says it's looking into ways to help students complete their degrees at other institutions and also work with local leaders for a smooth transition. You're listening to ABC News.
3: Super Talk, 1270, Bismarck Area Weather.
6: With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, mostly sunny with a high around 38. Clear tonight, 20 degrees. Mostly sunny with a high of 40 for Sunday. Sunday night, partly cloudy and a low of 22. Quite windy on Monday. Gusts over 40 miles per hour. A high near 44. A great place to work, stay, shop, or play. Check out Worthington, Minnesota. It's worth a look. Right now, it's 37.
0: Learn how to talk hunting with non-hunters. Show patience and respect while still getting your points across. Money is tight and many would rather have a trip over a gift. Hear how to spend your holiday with loved ones that is still a Christmas gift. This is Beck with The Ben Show, your outlet for outdoors and western lifestyle. Be sure to tune into The Ben Show. Right here, Saturdays following Ranch It Up on Super Talk 1270.
2: Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken. Weekday morning starting at 9 on
3: Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded.
0: Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch.
3: So
2: Spotify Wrapped, Jordan, social media expert, uh, explain to me what Spotify Wrapped is because so I'm not a big Spotify guy. I, I don't go on there a whole lot, but I do go on there a little bit.
6: Sure, yes. Yeah, so what it does is it takes all of your listening history for the year, it compiles it into minutes, and then it breaks it down by your favorite artists, favorite songs, things like that, things you've got on repeat. Uh, for example, this last year up until now, I've listened to tons and tons of music. I think it said like 31 thousand hours. Holy crap. No, I think that's <laughs> not true. More like three thousand hours, but uh, yeah, that's a lot of Taylor Swift. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in the .05 percent uh, of Taylor Swift. So it breaks it down? For it you? does, yeah, yeah, and that's actually not true about Taylor Swift either. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, she is the most played uh, global artist on Spotify. I wonder
2: what's on Travis Kelsey's playlist.
6: <sighs> I honestly... Guessing a lot of Taylor Swift. I would say probably not. <laughs> I, I would guess zero percent. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and uh, it, it, it just takes that and it, it makes a playlist for you and it shows you what your listening trends are in, in what months are you listening to this and that. And it's pretty interesting. Mine is all, uh, it all makes sense. Uh, I listen to music basically 100% of the time just cause I'm uh, you know, sitting at a computer for most of my day. And then if I'm not doing that, I'm going on walks with my dog and stuff. And it's headphones all the time.
2: Kind of background noise, right?
6: Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you can see, it's pretty funny. I've gone through a bunch of phases this year myself. Uh, it goes from anything from like nineties hip hop to like Buck Owens. I was, I I was on a big classic country kick recently as well. So yeah, diverse. Um, Apple Music has a version as well called uh, I think it's called Replay um, and it's just on the heels of the Spotify wrapped um, and it's harder to access apparently I'm not an Apple Music listener but I've seen people uh, have a little bit of trouble with
2: that um, So is this something that uh, people kind of work with the platform or is it just kind of a oh, it's an end of the year in review for listenership Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a year in review. Um, Uh, they just, they just bin it up and dial it up for you and there it goes. So, so is that like a compilation? Okay. I'm going to date myself here. You wouldn't know, but way back in the day, uh, people used to wait for their favorite song to come on the radio. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, here it is and hit the cassette tape and, and that's how you made a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is this kind of like a a modern mixtape?
6: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the the curated playlist is definitely the modern mixtape. And especially uh, if you have a wide range of music that you listen to, Spotify is the perfect tool for that, especially at the end of the year. Like I said, I have things from Buck Owens to Biggie Smalls to, to, uh, let's see, George Jones to, you know, Eminem. So I've got everything on there.
2: Uh, You're kind of eclectic. I'm like that, too. Yeah. It it kind of... Whatever the mood I'm in, it's like the exactly. Eminem to Kid Rock to classic country to newer country. And, right. Um, so when this is the question I've got, cause I'm wondering if they've tapped in on these platforms to the AI side of things yet. So is there a cause I listen to music depending on the mood I'm in, but. With artificial intelligence, there can be a predictor of your moods, depending on the algorithms. Have they tapped into any of that in any way?
6: That is a great question. I've been wanting to talk about this. Yes, they have, and it's great. Uh So they have three features in particular that I really, really like. Um, there's one that is called Smart Shuffle, and if you have a playlist and it's got 10 songs, what it will do is it will add additional songs into the mix that is not on the playlist that are similar to that genre. I think it's great. So and, it's a great way to expose people to new music. Exactly. Um, in that same vein, there's this new tool called uh, the Spotify DJ, and what, is it, what it does is this: it's a similar thing, right? So whatever you're listening to, it takes it and... It gives you a bunch of stuff you've never heard before on a mix, and it fades in and out kind of like it would on the radio, for example. It's pretty fun. It's pretty interesting. And then the third thing that it does is uh, it (sighs) –
2: sorry. Well, I, okay, a I would fix that I, and this was without having to have the chip implanted in your brain, right it's it's well, yeah, it's predictive exactly. technology, that's
6: right, yes, exactly. The chip in my brain is actually malfunctioning curve so <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, so yeah, very, very, very cool. Very, very interesting things. The smart shuffle is cool. The, the DJ is cool. And the predicting your moods based on what time of day it is. For example, in the mornings, it tells me to listen to, you know, like more punk rock stuff. So I get hyped up. Wake
2: you up a little bit.
6: And in the evenings, it's more like classic country things that I would, you know.
2: Mellow you out to put you to sleep. Exactly.
6: So, and I, I think that's a really cool thing where it predicts your moods and it throws things at you from that and it exposes new music to people. It will, uh, and it does doesn't just put top artists on people's playlists either, which I really enjoy. It it gives you things that you would actually be interested in, regardless of the size of the listening
2: base. Well, and that's the cool part about it that it, I I find really fascinating is the ability to expose you to new artists. Right. Um, this kind of I, I went through a back in the mid. To mid uh, 2000s. Sure. Uh, I went through a red dirt phase. If sure. you familiar with red dirt country? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a little gritty. It's a little dirty. It's a, it, boom. Um, but that was a genre of music and it, and it I'm like, wow. And then listening to that kind of brought me back into some of the other older country that, you know, for example, I, I, I used to manage a, a country bar in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Sure. And it was amazing. People would, be shocked because I would throw in stuff that um because I manage it and I would DJ and I would throw in stuff that people didn't think was country because traditionally it wasn't but if you start going back into um some deeper tracks of John Mellencamp sure. or 38 special with, with and kind of Leonard Skinner country rock stuff. Uh, Molly Hatchett. I mean, yes. some deep tracks of Molly Hatchett. You don't typically think of them in that country genre, but right. there's country roots there. Absolutely. So the ability to expose people to different types of music, I think that's a great feature because it's like, oh, You got to tune into what the artist, where are the roots of the artist? Right. And there's a lot of great music out there that just don't get the exposure from the mainstream that people may not think that that artist is part of my genre or what I'm listening for, but they could have some material that fits that or their roots may come to to that or some of their early work or, or mid work could be part of that. So the ability to expose people to different types of music that that's what I'm listening for, right? And that's an amazing feature. That I love that that aspect of it.
6: It's great. It really is the the thing that keeps me going that and and cold brew coffee. Those are the two things.
2: <laughs> not necessarily in that order, folks. No, not true. Uh so Jordan when uh when you're looking at these different is this something that okay, it's kind of a the end of the year gift from these platforms Um, have you heard any scuttlebutt about that actually being a feature moving forward so at any time you can go hey click and it's going to make this compilation for me where I can go okay that month was cool what did I listen to
6: yeah, and its I think that's built into that DJ thing I was telling you about. It's that AI that's like, here's what you've been listening to at this time of day. And so you'll look back and be like, oh, in September, this is what I was listening to. And October, this is what I was listening to. Um, and it really does bring you back to that. And it, it breaks it down
2: in an interesting way that... Because I have friends that it's like, okay, this group of friends, if I go hunting, then we're listening to this. Because right. there's, we got our hunting playlist. And if we're fishing we got our fishing playlist right and they tend to be a little seasonal too so yes that's a great way to break up that music absolutely yeah i'm definitely a seasonal listener
6: as well uh within the colder months it's definitely sadder music you can just see it on there <laughs> you know uh
2: man shed a tear for jordan exactly exactly. Winter. oh <laughs> um so some great features out there and and I, I'm i going to experiment a little bit and, yeah, and get into some of that. Absolutely. Um, what else is out there in social media? Of course, uh, Elon Musk and X have been in the news a lot lately. That's true. Yeah, you know, uh, X is, is hanging
6: on for dear life in the way that only Elon Musk could do, sort of, if that makes sense. He's a scrappy guy. He kind of, uh, he brings things to what people think is the brink. Right. Like uh, where he's putting all these new features and he's changing all these things and everyone's like, well, there's no way this is going to survive pushing the envelope. And it survives and And it's it's slowly changing into a way where it's like, oh, well, this makes sense. You know, Uh, he doesn't really double back as much as uh, as people think that he should. And I think that's to his benefit.
2: Well, I I get announcements, too, because the reason I ask that is I'm kind of wondering uh, where Threads is at right now, because it seems like they're making some inroads. I, I you know, I, I get this little thing that pops up on my phone that goes, "Hey, so and such contact is now on Threads," right. or hey, that seems to be happening a lot more now.
6: Yeah, and it's since it's built into Instagram, people are really curious about what that is and how to use it. And since it's so similar to Twitter, a lot of people are just like, well, I'll check it out, you know, in tandem with Twitter instead of Twitter. But I think it's one of those interesting things where we're going to see two of the exact same thing living in unison, in tandem almost with one another until somebody buys somebody
2: else. But it almost seems like Elon and X mm-hmm. formerly Twitter are facilitating threads to survive because the rollout of threads was horrendous it was yes. brutal Yes, um, but some of the, I don't want to call them missteps because Elon Musk is smarter than us uh, usually uh, but it seems like X has been facilitating threads to hang on and then threads to start getting some traction I think it's interesting
6: in a world of social media, in a world of everybody knows everything all the time, no matter what, it's kind of one of those things where you wouldn't see this clunky rollout 15 years ago. Oh, no. um, first impressions mattered. Exactly. And I think that's becoming less and less of a, of a true statement. People are kind of seeing the nuts and bolts of things and being like, well, this isn't good, but giving it a second shot because it's like, well, I saw it when it was bad. I was there for the first part of it. And now it seems like it's getting better. I'd like to be part of that conversation. Well, and
2: it is a good conversation to be had, but uh, I don't, I, I, again, for me, there, there is a point of saturation. There, there's too much. And uh, can you be on everything at once and contact everybody you need to contact? Cause I think that's a legitimate concern.
6: You know, it's a great question and uh, we'll just have to keep tweeting at each other and see what happens. <laughs> Jordan, our
2: social media expert here on the tech ranch.
0: And we're back with the Tech Ranch. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson.
1: And now joining us on the Tech Ranch, Jim Barker. Jim, how are you doing? Doing great, Marlo. So you're beaming into us from Dallas, Texas with Live Earth. So tell me a little bit about Live Earth.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we have a, a data platform that's a software as a service platform that basically ingests a lot of third party data to help organizations make better, faster decisions. So in general, if you think about, you know, having access to a lot of data around weather and events that are taking place, external events normally to an organization, they leverage our platform to have data that tells them how to make better and faster decisions based upon it.
1: So, so give me a case study. Uh, you know, everybody talks about the weather, right? So, yeah. give me a case study on how we would use your platform uh, with weather. Yeah, absolutely. So
4: um, I'll, I'll use one of our large enterprise clients that has about 7,000 locations around retail locations around the United States. And what they use it for primarily, Marlo, is to identify events that may disturb, um, that may affect safety and security and also disturb their business in any way. So as an example, um, you know, we deal with these. California deals with fires quite often, things like that. Basically, they use our platform to say if, if a fire pops up within a radius, and this is kind of like the weather piece, but you can imagine, same thing. I'm in Dallas, so it's normally tornadoes here. So if anything pops up in those areas, we get really early indicators from our data partners and are then able to notify our clients of those types of events taking place. So as in this particular case with this retailer, if a fire pops up, that's within a 10 mile radius of one of their stores, they get an alert. We give them an alert, a really early alert on that happening. So they know about it normally before either at the same time of the news or before the news to go into action around how we make sure that we do what we need to do to, you know, protect our employees, communicate out with our customers and make sure that no one's in harm's way, if that makes
1: sense. Sure. And I would imagine that, you know, if you have 7,000 locations, for example, you're probably not, you know, you don't have people in the main office monitoring weather for every location. So there's, there are markers in place. I'm assuming that if there's something significant going on around one of their stores, that that's when they get brought into this.
4: That's, That's right. That's right. So, And literally they would sign up for a a user license of our platform. They would then, you know, import their data from their location data. They would set whatever radius they want around those and, you know, put anything around, you know, if you think about tornadoes, earthquakes, fires, even, even protests. Um, one of our data feeds detects gunshots in certain areas. So any of those types of things that they know could have an impact on their storefronts. We send them an alert on it so they don't have to sit and really watch a monitor or a big screen in a, like a knock environment. Although some of them will actually use our platform for that purpose. Most cases, what they're using it for is just tell us when we have an issue that we need to do something about. And that's what we do is provide them that data. So where are you scraping the data from? Great question. We get the data really from a couple of different avenues. One is through data partners. So the easiest for most people to relate to is like IBM owning the Weather Channel. IBM is a partner of ours. They provide us weather data. We actually have a couple of other weather sources that have really niche areas around things like detecting lightning and things like that, that we bring in. But most of our data comes through data partners. So we basically subscribe to them. We have a feed based arrangement with them to bring their data into our platform. Um, the other sources are just sometimes we can find sources, and oftentimes, like clients will come to us and say, "Hey, we've got a team of analysts that have been pulling from these six or eight different sources that they're watching it." It's public data, so we'll go out and find public data sources that are readily available and set up a routine to update our platform. You know, either live streaming in or um, on a batch process of things like, um, like for instance, even beyond like the weather components and things. We also stream in demographic data. So, um, if you think about like IRS, uh, anonymized IRS data down to like a zip code level across the United States, that's only updated once a year. So it's not like we're streaming that data in, but we can fill data around, you know, household income levels in certain areas of the country and things like that. And a lot of these retailers will use for like area research and planning and other application needs.
1: So as we went through the pandemic, um you know that that uh you know i think still sits at top of mind for a lot of people uh, are you able to analyze like how, like hot pockets of viruses and that type of thing too um, absolutely
4: absolutely some of our healthcare fees into the platform are, are really meant for the purpose of finding early indicators of when things are on the rise around you know covid flu um things like that that some of like our healthcare clients will use think of hospitals for staffing needs and preparation and those types of needs, but then also governmental organizations that want to know about those things so they can also plan for
1: it. So does this give, you know, one of your clients then the ability to, you know, not just react, you know, like like in the emergency or wherever, because I see that would be more of a communication thing between like the home office and one of their... Uh, like retail locations or whatever. Uh, but this, does this become like a logistics type of scenario too? So, um, if weather is bad or predictably bad in one part of the country and, you know, a little different in another part of the country that you can maybe, you know, ship more products to like a large retailer, uh, to get ready for this particular weather event or I mean, talk me Absolutely. through some of that too and how they use that.
4: <clears throat> Absolutely. So some of our clients will use the weather for the purpose of like forecasting so that they know, you know, demand like product demand, what they need in certain storefronts. Um, and then others like um, transportation logistics organizations will use it for route planning. So they'll do use it for, um, you know, just thinking about certain areas of the country that are impacted heavily by by weather, like snowfall in certain past areas out like in Nevada area. Where, you know, if there's if there's storms coming in that's gonna have any impact, a lot of cases when those freeways shut down that may delay, especially like with cold storage and things of that nature that has a time limit on when it needs to be somewhere. So a lot of logistics companies we use it for that purpose as well. Part of it's a great question because part of what we struggle with really with transparency is that there's so many different applications for businesses, even to what you're you're asking there. You know, we've got one um, vertical uh, uh, cold storage company that actually uses the platform for the purpose of supply, supply and demand. So they're looking at everything down to, you know, how many how many burgers are ordered in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. to, to know how you know they're planning associated to what the transportation logistics are going to be. and then product demand for that particular market. So it's kind of fascinating when you think about the whole realm of big data and all of the information that's available to people and how do you bring it in and pull it into a platform that you can make sense of and that's kind of the, our our approach to the market is to say hey you can bring your data in and anything that's got a, a time and location stamp on it we can make really good use of for planning purposes.
1: The The forecasting part of this too I mean it has to be a big deal uh, for businesses the ability to make sure that you know, inventories are right in particular locations. Uh I mean, because cost controls of course are are so important to businesses.
4: Totally. Totally. They uh and, and a, a lot of it's around, you know, we've got one client that's um that's got a really heavy focus around out of stock. They want to make sure that they have no out of stock moments. They want their their customers this is very retail focused in their environment and they want when people come in and they're you know they have a decently a high-end um, product selection what they don't need is anything that's out of stock so they're very heavily focused on studying the data and making good use of it
0: you've returned to the tech ranch where technology is our passion let's jump back into the conversation with marlo and steve
1: And in case you're just joining us, Jim Barker from Live Earth. You know, Jim, this is, this is crazy fascinating. So I'm, I'm kind of a big data, data guy. What, what do you prefer? Data or data, by the way? And we, we
4: hear it used every way. I usually say data. Yeah. But do you catch yourself saying data occasionally too? I I do. Depending on who I'm talking to, they use data. Sometimes I just adapt naturally, not by conscious effort, but I just fall into. A pattern of that
1: so absolutely. i'm i'm exactly the same way it's kind of funny but uh it's always one of those things that uh i mean obviously you say it either way and it means the same thing either way but uh I, I, it's one of those words i guess that that always brings a smile to my face uh of course there's are you a star trek fan uh somewhat oh. i
4: didn't hear, i didn't follow it nearly as closely as like my brother-in-law he was a big, he was the date
1: Star Trek. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, of course in Star Trek there's data, you know, the the Android. So yeah. uh, I think that probably influences how a lot of people say it. I guess when I uh not to get off topic too much here, but I think the reason I say data more than data is because I think of data on Star Trek. So it's a name to me where data means data, right? So exactly. that, that's kind of me. But that explains a lot. Yeah. Good. yeah. So anyway, um, so, Jim, you know, with Live Earth here, I mean, so you collect these, these massive amounts of data and you use this information, uh, or so that your clients, uh, can predict things, uh, help with forecasting, uh, whether it's for products or, or, or what have you. So if, um, let's say a convenience store in the area that I live, is interested in joining your company? Why would they want to do that? Yeah,
4: great question, Marlo. So, so it, it can range from many different capacities, but I'll start with the very probably the front end facing, which is the customer data. So um, in any specific area, let's just say since we're talking about your area within the United States, we can we pull in a lot of demographic data as well as customer spend data. So we identify the needs of a local market really well. So what that would allow this convenience store to do is to properly, you know, merchandise their store around the needs, inventory and merchandise based around the needs of that specific demographic audience. So, um, you know, the the difference of, of you being, of North and me being down south, our needs in those stores are probably a lot different. We have a lot of liquids in our stores down here. We need a lot of liquids because it gets hot this time of the year, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So so you you take that front end and you think about the things around learning about customer uh, customer behavior and we, one of the 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 data feeds that we bring in is also foot traffic so we can monitor foot traffic into and out of facilities so that they can see you know how surrounding stores what the foot traffic is around stores around them things of that nature and so that's really all on kind of the the consumer front end component but then as you work on through the organization. The other things that they're looking for is are, are normally around things that have to do with proper planning, um, so safety and security, um, loss prevention, so integrating in everything from like a, a video management system that would have video surveillance around a store to card access, who's getting in and out of security areas, um, and then also even crime data so that they would know in that specific, specific area if there was something close by that that happened that had an impact, um, say there was a burglary in the area, we get a really early indicator of that, that we can communicate out to our
1: customers. Do you, uh, is is your, I'm thinking that for most businesses, uh, Live Earth is really there, uh, ultimately, to either save them a few dollars or to find ways to you know bring more customers or whatever, I, I'm guessing that that's what this is about, more than anything.
4: Yes, absolutely. are there
1: in- yeah, and, and, and go ahead, Jim.
4: Don't. yeah, so so on the on the you know to save the money in a lot of cases, if you just think about the scenario you were talking about in retail, a, a big area that a lot of these organizations focus, which is a little bit different if it's just one retail store. But in most cases, many of our clients have, you know, hundreds or thousands of storefronts where they're using our platform to help with like things like loss provision. So integrating in all of those systems so that they can pick up and identify things that may be impacting um, theft, shrinkage in those stores, things like that. And so that becomes a big one around the cost component. On the on the consumer's front, more around their revenue. It's really more about how do we plan, you know, even from the beginning of planning like area research to identify where should we put our next store. And that would all be based upon demographic data, customer spend data, foot, you know, retail foot traffic, those types of of things to allow them to know where do they put the next store, but then also to watch around that store for Things that that may be happening. So one of our feeds is around events. So we bring in um, events in an area so that we can identify any major events or even any any planned events that we can pick up on that would allow them to properly, you know, merchandise and plan for those types of events so that they have, you know, if there's a big concert somewhere, they want to make sure that they're stocked up appropriately for the things that people would go to a concert and need. That makes
1: sense. You bet. You bet. Um. So our guest, Jim Barker, he's with Live Earth. Uh, Jim, I, I'm assuming you have a website. Uh, how be have to tell you. You? Yeah, tell me your website real quick. LiveEarth.com. Very right. simple. LiveEarth.com. Yeah, so go check that yeah. out, everybody. So, Jim, you know, about, I'd imagine customer service has a lot here too, right? I mean, if you're a store, you want to deliver the best customer experience you can for the people coming in. Uh, is, do you have some case studies around that where you've discovered some things for somebody that has made that customer experience better?
4: Uh, absolutely. Great question. The um, One of our customer experience use cases is around identifying things that um, we'll bring in. A lot of our, our clients will use like surveys and feedback, even if you think about a retail store. Anytime we go buy anything now, you know, we could click pay with card and on the card reader it has the thumbs up and thumbs down. Right. It tells them kind of how are things going in the store, how's the experience and that can be at a restaurant or convenience store or what have you. Some of that data that comes through there, they would then feed the entire platform to allow them to start building like models around machine learning to pick up, you know, what areas of the country are they having the best customer experience. And then what they'll do is with our data, we will also bring in um, third party data like around social so they can pick up on things that might be, um, you know, anything that may be negative feedback and, you know, bad experience. So, um, you know, if someone has a bad experience at a retail location and goes on Twitter and says something about these guys aren't that great, then we can pick that up. But secondly, and that's based upon, you know, sentiment, so like social sentiment. But then secondly, we have uh, the capability of tapping into online reviews. So if we think about all of the different, um, you know, Google, Facebook, know, all the different review platforms that are on the market, we tap into those to give like an online review score. And then we also will action based upon if they have, you know, bad reviews, or if for some reason they set a rule that says, hey, if we trend down below, you know, four stars in an area, we wanna know about it. Or if our competitors, you know, trending up to four stars and we're trending down below four stars, we want to know about it. So they can set a lot
1: of rules within the platform to alert them on things like that. I was just going to ask you about social media and if you're able to tap into that data. So obviously you are. Um, are there other things that you look for? Any other markers in, in social media that, that can help your clients? Just a, a lot around sentiment,
4: Marlo. It's, um, it, you know, people... Interpret, interpreting people's words can be really difficult sometimes. So our, our machine learning engine goes through and identifies. We use artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, so we say we have an AI ML component to our platform that actually does the intelligence around identifying positive versus negative sentiment. So that they, the idea is to try to get to a place where you can start picking up on those things before they get out of hand, before someone really gets upset about having a bad experience, or you can usually pick up on, you know, many of these retailers are seeing thousands or tens of thousands of people a day in some cases. And so you can usually pick up on some trends on what people are saying about them publicly. And social happens to be a really good avenue for that. It tends to be a really popular component to our platform for most of our clients.
1: Do you have, um, you know, a scenario, for example, where, you know, you identify a trend you have somebody, you know, it's getting some negative reviews pretty consistently, and because uh, of the time of day and stuff, you're able to start tracking down that maybe you have a bad apple on your team or something like that. I mean, I would imagine that this will help you figure that out.
4: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. We've got,
4: we actually have one, one retail client that has locations all over the United States, and what they do is on a on a regional level, they have regional managers that oversee these, these, these areas. And what they will do is they will really watch down to, they get customized data in each one of those areas around time of day feedback from customers, what they're experiencing from that. And then in a lot of cases, these regional managers will set up alerts to say, let me know, you know, when these types of things happen or when we reach, reach certain thresholds. Or even when there's a common element to the times of days that we're having. So if you know, if they can after about a week, you can figure out that your your most of your bad reviews are taking place from six PM to eight PM, you can usually realize that okay, we've got a personnel related issue or something going on there. It may right. not always be personnel, but something's going on there that's that's creating not a so great experience.
1: What about in education? Do you have schools, uh universities that are, are using uh your platform? Yeah, most, most of the universities
4: in any type of like campus top environment uses the platform a lot for safety and security. So they will naturally have, you know, campus environments have cameras all over. It's just amazing. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, a, a typical college university would, would, could have anywhere from 30 to 50,000 cameras throughout the, the, the campus. Oh my goodness. And, you know, if you think about a video management platform there, you know, you have one component. And then they also have card access systems. Many of them have, you know, they're set up with on-campus police stations. So the police department will watch over all these different things for card access and computer and dispatch. So a lot of them use the platform really is that single pane of glass to pull all of the platforms in so that when they get an alert, they know one place to go, and that's to Live Earth. So they easily go to Live Earth. Live Earth tells them what's going on with their... You know, someone's opened a, a wrong door in a, in a, um, a dorm or something at 3 a.m. and they want to know about it. Not only can we notify them, but we can actually, the minute something like that happens, if it's on a monitor, we can zoom right into that area so that they can see what's happening and even go back and play back the footage. If they missed it, you know, mm-hmm. the one wasn't there to actually watch what happened, they can rewind for three or four minutes, go back and watch it. And they use our platform as that central point, single pane of glass, so to speak, for all of that.
1: You just stated a, a term I've never heard of before, computer aided dispatch. Uh, can you explain that a little bit?
4: Used quite often by, by, um, police departments. So the minute, if you think about it, the minute someone calls 911, there's a, there's a process that kicks in that says, okay, there's a location identified with this call. N- naturally, we get on and start talking with someone but automatically it's been dispatched. So someone's, you know, the the closest law enforcement officer would automatically get a notification and start that direction. So, you know, if you or I, either one from where we're sitting today, that was 911, that's the platform that actually goes ahead and says, hey, we got an issue here. Someone will answer and start taking our call, but then I'll... Automatically, that starts routing a
1: a police officer to our area. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing because you know, obviously, if a person has to take an address down and all this other stuff, and then dispatch from that point, there can be a lot of time lost there. So that's a very, very interesting thing. I wasn't. I I always assumed there was something. I guess I just didn't know that. So, uh, Jim, you know, this has been uh, this has been an amazing conversation. And uh, one last thought—we're we're running up against the clock here. The, uh, uh, of course, Big Brother, and this sounds uh, a lot of people. Of course, have a problem with all the all the uh, privacy issues with data and that type of thing. Can you give me like a 10-second snippet on on your feelings on that?
4: Yeah. Well, the first thing is, it's security is highly important. So we go through all kinds of audits and governmental. Um, approvals on the data that we're providing, but in most cases, the you know any client data, any it, most of our data is a, a anonymous data where it relates to a person. So we actually looked at activities that take place, but we no one ever really knows that it's Marlo or Jim. They just know that there were two people that walked in this this convenience store today. If that makes sense.
1: All right, Jim, how do we find you again? Uh, com. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you and uh, love what your company does. I look forward to our next conversation, friend. Same here. Keep up the great work.
0: Welcome back to the Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson.
1: So this is interesting. Music companies sued Twitter over alleged copyright violations. Really? Yep. Doing more for more than two hundred fifty million dollars. I wonder what the... Does it say what the copyright infringement was? That's what I'm trying to get to here. These pay gates sometime on these news articles. That's actually what I'm talking about now. Gets you sucked into that, (laughs) isn't it? Well, there... I'm assuming... Do you subscribe to anything like the Wall Street Journal or anything like that online? No, not. I don't do... if, If I did... I would
2: spend too much money on a dollar here and two dollars yep, yep, there. Yep. It's just no.
1: So what do you do when you see a story headline and you click on it and then it pops up and it says, hey, you know, you can read the article for four bucks or you can I go subscribe. back and then
2: click on it again and then read the next sentence and then go back and click <laughs> on it again and read the next sentence and go back and read. You can do that. You can do that. You, it, it's a pain in the butt. It takes a while, but you can do that. Yeah.
1: Um, it is a pet peeve of mine. I I think there are better ways. I understand newspapers and news outlets; they need to make money too. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and they got to figure it out um, since the demise of the newspaper print edition. You know, um, and Wall Street Journal, by the way, is actually one of my favorite publications. I used to subscribe to it, but I you know I leave home and I come back after a week, and I have ten of them in my mailbox. You know, and I just like ah can't do this anymore i don't have enough room even in my mailbox to handle it but anyway um yeah i'm not a big fan of of gates there has to be a better way and i don't know what that is you and i should work on that maybe can steve coin could handle that steve coin can fix that you can just pay with steve coin yeah so that actually isn't right, a terrible idea look on your face i know like like, like like light bulb moment minute. right here yeah. right? I mean, why why couldn't you have a a wallet full of Steve Coin? And if there's an article that comes up that you want to read, it could just value it at one Steve Coin to say it's worth a, a quarter, right? I would, and if it's loaded, ready to go, and I could just push and say, "Yep, I'll pay a quarter," I would do that. Yeah, and not have to buy the whole subscription, right?
2: Well, it makes a lot more sense than buying a subscription, you know the five minutes it takes to fill out all your personal information that's the thing. And the email yes and, and then you get the notifications like
1: it was one article I wanted to read that's right I'd pay for the article yeah that's an interesting idea Steve coin yes <laughs> it is write that down for those of you just joining us we were we had a whole whole I don't know how many hour a few segments, a couple anyway, segments. Of of uh Steve starting his own cryptocurrency called Stevecoin. So we'll be looking at for that in the you know advertisement near you.
2: Yeah. Uh, get Steve coin. I was thinking in the dog space world, but
1: uh actually the newspaper, newspaper space. Newspaper, yeah. Articles, or articles in general.
2: Articles in general.
1: So you can have you can buy the subscription to the Wall Street Journal for whatever, right? Or just pay for the article with one Steve coin. Yeah. It's a quarter. I okay. like that. I like that a lot. Had to suggest that somewhere. I think um, it just did. Uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many. I wonder how many of our ideas have actually been taken to. There's been know. a few. I know that we say, and then they become things after that. Oh, so this has been really. I'm showing oh, yeah. this again. We've talked about H- this before. How your heat it. it works so good. This thing is amazing. You should take this one home with you. So heat it. Oh do you, do you use Yeah, you have an Android, yeah. right? Yeah, this is for Android. You have a USB-C on your yep. phone? Yeah, you should just take this one home and use it.
2: It's the future of everything.
1: So this unit, it looks like a little little uh flash drive, just a little guy that you plug into a USB port and it gets hot. And so if you get if you get stung by a a, a bee or you have a mosquito bite or whatever, you plug this thing in and then you You let it warm up for a second or two, and then you push that on where you got bitten, and it takes the sting away. This thing actually works well. I'm very, very impressed with this thing. You've tried it. I have. I have it in my bag. I carry it with me. Well, it's so small. You can have it with you. The only thing is sometimes I think it's a jump drive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't confuse the two.
1: So I plug it into my computer thinking I'm going to put data on it, and that doesn't work. But yeah, yeah, just here. All right, fine. Reaching it across. Take that one home. Uh, Next week. Go out and get, get some mosquito bites this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'll go roll around the backyard yeah, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah,
1: and then and then then do that. I'm really curious, though. Um, so what's the uh, mosquito bite? What gets transmitted with that sometimes? Malaria? Uh, well, yeah. But what's the one that we get around our neck of the woods here?
2: Sleeping sickness? No,
1: there's... Yeah, I know the one you're thinking of. Uh... I'm curious if, yeah, that, one. if that actually... Why is it that neither one of us can think of it? Everybody's screaming at his skin. It's blah blah blah. Um, oh my goodness.
2: Wood ticks is Rocky Mountain
1: fever, yeah. yeah. But even there, right? So if you treat it quick enough with that heat, I wonder if it would kill that too before it before it transmits through your entire body, right? That's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. So, let's let's get a hold of the heat up heated people. Um, and see if they have some answers to the transmission. If you can't if At you least some it, analytics, if you catch it quick enough, uh, will it burn out the uh, virus that it was coming along with? thinking it could,
2: we'll have to research this a little bit.
1: okay. but try this thing. I was bitten a couple times the last couple weeks and and uh, I just pulled it out of my bag and and uh, Boom. seconds the the sting is gone. so it's called heat it, right? H E A T I T. It's, like, it's reasonable, too. i got to look it up here.
2: You know, if you put... I, I wonder if Yarbo can get rid of mosquitoes, too. <laughs> well, why not, can right? spray your lawn for mosquitoes. I'm looking up... You have to do right one now. Yarbo plug. By the way, I, I did look up uh, some different uh, AI music generators, and there's a bunch out there, there are, now. There are a bunch of them. Yeah, Sound yeah. Draw, Boomy, yeah. uh Melody Studio, um, Voice Mod... Uh, these didn't exist a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. They're this, coming out like crazy.
2: Yeah, there. And by the way, the the song uh, with the weekend it was Dra- it was a Drake song. Okay, that was artificially created uh, through AI featuring the weekend. So that was the song I was trying to
1: figure out earlier. Um, but so the, the heated mosquito and insect bite relief for Android. I I don't think it's available for Apple. And it might be just because of the plug on Apple isn't isn't a USB C for all of them. I don't know. Um, Thirty-seven to forty dollars typically. Lowe's has it for forty-eight ninety-eight. If you want to just, you can get it at Lowe's. I guess if you have a Lowe's close to you. So they do actually have a two-pack as well. Um, but yeah,
2: it might possibly prevent West Nile virus.
1: That's what I was looking for. Yeah, know was. You just looked it up? I did. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Encephalitis? So the West heat I action know. actually I wonder if it I suppose it just depends on how far like the mosquito bite has penetrated into your skin. Yeah, how quickly you and how quickly you heat it up and yeah. get to it. Can yeah. You,
2: how big of an area do you destroy um quickly? You know, right. It's it's kinda like if you suck the uh rattlesnake bite then I'm out quick enough. You know,
1: yes. You won't die. Right. I will never do that for you. Okay, yeah, I will either. You're on your own, Marla.
2: <laughs> Just saying.
1: Yeah, it's been good to know you, Steve.
2: Yeah, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Yeah, that'll be,
1: be the next thing that'll come out for for our phones is Rattlestick Kit Fights, right?
2: Oh, that'd be cool, it actually. Be I wonder cool. what that would look like. Yeah.
1: All right, everybody. See you next week.
2: Uh, this has been
0: the Tech Ranch. Have a good one. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology.